If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. The last time I was in there, last month, I've known this woman for a while now. She knows what I do for a living. Okay, but she she said, I, I have to admit, I've never listened to your show. That's actually fairly that, normal. She says, no, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to it. And the next time you come in, I'm going to tell you what I think. Oh, what'd she think? Well, we got to the end of the appointment and she didn't bring it up. And I said, so did you. Did you get a chance to listen to the show? <laughs> yeah. And she goes, yeah, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five Minute Delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do! You want a sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Wednesday! Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Uh, today's a big day because it's Wild Card Wednesday. Oh, yeah. I didn't forget. I know you didn't. Teddy reminded didn't. me about ten times before the show, don't forget. It's Wild Card Wednesday. Uh, loyal listener Matt, my guy, had requested, and I don't know if we can make this happen or not, but I think we should try. He had requested the uh, Jen Winters version of that. Which I think I she we, at one point did. It? She did like a. She like tried her. Th- we have something. I thought maybe it's you doing it. I thought we had something that was a version of someone trying to do the wildcat noise. Um, Even though it's wild card noise, I understand. I'm, I'm just saying. I think what like, you're referring to. Jo- I'm her too. I, I know Jen did Jen something. Jen did it. I don't think we have oh, it. Oh, well, that's too bad. We well, have, we're off to we a used bad to have start. Torg doing something. Do you have? Oh yeah, it maybe we can try the, that. It wasn't the wild. It wasn't the wild card. Well, I sound. know it was. Well, what, All right, here, here's listen to have? this one. Is that what you're thinking of? No, but that's play it again. <laughs> How could I be positive that that's even him attempting to make a cat noise? <laughs> that is a seduction call from mm-hmm. the Torg. Let him live. Wild uh, card Wednesday. I've got a wild card for you to start us off. Just well, hold one. on. Let me set up the show. Well, all right. Fine. Do all the news and notes you need as we go on campus coming up at 448. All right. That's it. I okay, guess. good. That's that's glad we mentioned that. All right. Uh, Jordan says, my guys, what's your thoughts on haunted houses slash places? Now, I don't know exactly what he means by this, but I'm going to read into it what I want to, which is a do we think those are real things? Like, can I, you, Does he mean the haunted houses that you, you pay money to go into and then people jump out and scare you? Well, we could do that too, right? Because obviously Halloween's coming up in a yeah, that's you know, fine. month and a half. But Easy answer for that. I hate them. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. But as far as the places that people say, like, go to this little saloon in this backwoods town and there the ghost of so-and-so lives. Like, I'm, I mean, I don't believe that that's the case. I, or if it is, I don't believe they mean you any harm. It doesn't scare me. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not scared of that. Stuff. All right. I've, I've discussed this before. 
I don't really believe it, except that I do a little bit. Okay. Many years ago, Kristen and I were looking for a house, and there was a particular house that we liked, but this house was a hundred years old. Yeah. And I was very concerned about it. I was very concerned about the maintenance of a hundred-year-old house. I've never lived in an old house before. I guess if you lived in an old house, you're used to it. I've never done that. So I'm concerned about the maintenance. You know, the floors are creaky. And what am I signing up for? We got pretty serious about this house. We were considering it. So we went back. I think it was showing number three. And I brought a psychic medium with me Mm, to tell me if there were spirits in this house. And the woman said there were spirits in the house, but they were all okay. Yeah. And I said, what the hell does that mean? Well, they're not going to bother you. They mean you no harm. All right. I mean, I I punched the medium in the face and that was the end of that. (laughs) Don't do that. Well, then again, though, I'm guessing like whatever medium psychic there you would get, they should know that that was coming. It was the Long Island medium. Long Island medium. Mm -hmm. How's she doing, by the way? Great. Is she still in practice or is that how she she's lost in her, practice? Well, I don't know if she's lost her license. Is there a board? Lost her get, license? Yeah, I, I assume you have to get certified to do this you stuff. You do? Should, no, you're not going to let no, just let anyone don't. go in. Yes, they do. You're not going to just let anyone walk into a house buying decision and say, oh yeah, ghosts are here. And you're like, well, scrap this deal. I mean, I would assume you have to get it. Like if a realtor was like, I'm a realtor, we can do this deal. It's all good. And they'd be like, well, do you have your license? Did you? No, I have no practicing license whatsoever, but I'm going to sell your house for you. You'd say, get the hell out of here. You're telling me you hired a medium and then you never asked to see like a document, a degree, a board of certification. She went to DeVry. Well, I'm telling you, that's majored in ghouls. That's why I'm saying maybe this is all a bunch of hokey. It is a bunch of hokey. I was just talking to Kristen about this the other day. And she said, can you believe that we did that? No, I can't believe that we did that. Right? We didn't buy the house. You scrapped the deal. But here's what I believe. You didn't really want the house. No, I didn't want the house. Right. And so you just look, you were looking for anything to justify not having. I bet these people who do this, they're really good at one thing. They're good at walking in and instantly determining what answers you are looking for. You're exactly right. I bet you like Long Island medium lady, when she walks in, they're like, please, I want to contact my dead husband. She's instantly like, this woman cared about her husband. She really wants to connect because there's something in the past. And then she starts going down that road. If she gets the vibe as you walk in, it's like, yeah, you need to get Ronald back from the dead ASAP. Then it's like, okay, she's going to chew this guy out. I need to let her know that like he's suffering immensely in the afterlife, right? They have to read the room quickly to know what you're looking for to make you feel good. I am not dismissing the possibility that there are there are people who are on some other wavelength that we can't understand. Okay. I'm not dismissing that entirely. But like you, I think most of these people are charlatans. Yeah, I've, I've seen a couple in practice. It's called cold reading. No, I, but they, what, they do. What I mean, they'll it's, do, a, it's a known tactic. They, they do got it. a group of people, because I've, I've been invited to these things before, and I sit there and I don't say these, anything. These things, seances? What are we well, talking about? These you, things. You call it a seance or a reading? Are you contacting the dead with a group of people? Yeah. I'd call that a seance. Okay. But then again, I mean, I'd call that. So this medium's in the room and she'll start with something like this. I'm seeing an old house with wood paneling. Right. 
That's a sim- there's how many people are in the room? That's going to hit on someone's going to say that's yeah, I know what you're talking and about. And there's a chance that an older relative would live in a house that had wood paneling at some point. Right. I mean, I had relatives that lived in homes with wood paneling. Yeah. But if they said, I am seeing the Walmart parking lot on Morse Road no, that, at that, 4 that never happened. That never September happens. the 15th. You Like, that's way too specific. They don't do that ever. I saw one. I can't remember which investigative group it was. But it, they, they went after a, a woman who was saying she was a medium. And she's one of these people that shows up when the police are looking for a missing person. Mm-hmm. And she would show up to this missing person search and say hi i'm a medium i think i can help find what happened here i can help find the person and so she went around the country doing this so a a news agency caught up with her once and said we'd like your help finding this young person he died he's a teenager he died like 12 years ago blah 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 we think he went missing we don't know what happened to him please help us figure out what happened to him so they give her the picture she spends some time they pay some money of course you got to pay some money then they have a meeting. They go to a restaurant. They meet with her, and she's like, all right, let me tell you what I figured out about him. Uh, sadly, did this, did that. Very specific, died. This is what happened to him. He's dead. They're like, all right, sweet. Hey, Rick, and this kid, the kid in the picture, stands up. He's just an actor they had taken a picture of. Walks over and is like, hi, I'm here. I'm not dead. When did Maury Povich come out? It was, And it then was, announced that he's actually the father of her child. <laughs> Right. Maybe there are people who legitimately can do this. I'm not eliminating that possibility. Sure. I just don't think it's very likely. But you're not eliminating that in the way that you're not eliminating when someone says 0% chance rain, zero percent chance of rain today. You're saying just leave it open for like 0.01% chance yeah, of rain. I, look, I think there are lots of things we can't explain. You know, you and I were talking about Bigfoot a couple weeks ago. Right. And, you know, oh, who's to say it's not really out there? Logic says it's not really out there. So these things never die. We've never seen their skeletons or fossils. No one's ever caught them on film. What the hell are we doing here? But all the reality shows we have in the woods, no one's ever seen one. Really? Right. But you're saying you would leave open the 0.01% chance that there's some reason why we have it. It's not likely. Not likely. Agreed. I wouldn't put money on it. Agreed. But yes, I don't shut my mind to anything, Bone. Anything go. can happen. We can hurtle into the sun later on today. We could. Maybe some people are listening to this segment wishing that the earth would <laughs> hurtle into the sun. I know Ted is. Ted's already started drinking in the first segment. Usually it takes him three segments to get drunk. Ted, do you uh, do you do anything with the mediums? Are you into the mediums oh, yeah, at Ted's all? Ted's real deep with that. I am not, but uh, I'd be very curious to check it out. You know, that's something that uh, piques my interest, but I've never done it. Have you ever, any of you ever played with a Ouija board? No, no, no. I will never do that. You'll never do I that. I will never do that. No, I have not, but I have. Look, man, I don't, I don't think it's real. You just don't want to even I, mess with I it. I am not tempting fate. I'm not they've doing also, it. They've also pretty much debunked that. I don't you know. care. I don't care. They've got people who are like, oh, yeah, Ouija board. Look, it's giving our predictions and it's saying words. And then you blindfold all the people and suddenly the Ouija board just magically stops working. I will play with the Ouija board, but I want to watch The Exorcist with you and your mom. (laughs) Then afterwards, I'll play with the Ouija board. We can all play together. Right. And that's why that'll never happen. Oh, no. Trust me. Everybody I grew up with, with you, terrified to even like, don't even bring it in the house. I'm not doing that. I think they like they wouldn't let them be in stores. Like there were people 
boycotting stores oh, back in the day? The, the you couldn't sell them in the stores? I everybody mean, in my neighborhood was super Catholic. We all went to the same parish. We all went to the same Catholic school. And pretty much everybody in the neighborhood was either an immigrant or they lived with an immigrant. Okay. Okay. They had very strict rules and ideas about religion. I had old women that would literally spit on you mm. as you walked by because they thought it warded off something. Oh, I didn't. I have never heard of that. I didn't, My grandmother I would throw salt over her shoulder. I've, I've heard of that. But I didn't know about spitting on children. Oh, they were like, very superstitious. Hey, you've got the stink of demon on you. Let me just spit on you and that'll fix if you right was up. A, if a kid had a Ouija board in the neighborhood, it would be all over the neighborhood in five that's, minutes. That's what I mean. Every right. parent, every grandparent would know about it and we'd, they would all get together and beat the hell out of you. But see, I also, th- I had the same thing with Dungeons and Dragons. I was told like Dungeons and Dragons is a spirit. It opens you to a spiritual realm of evil. And, and then I found out like later, like, nah, it's just nerds writing fantasy. Like it's, it's people talking whimsically about what if we were pirates in the 18th century? My name is Gilgamesh. And it's like, all right, whatever. And then they just came up with characters and they started acting it out and role playing. And that's all it was. But I was told it was like, you're entering a new realm of demonic forces. So I was never, couldn't do Dungeons and Dragons. Ouija board was out of off limits completely. All that stuff. Never allowed. We didn't have any problem with. Dungeons and Dragons or sorcery or anything oh, no? like that. That was all. It was all lumped. That was, it was fine. Like, and then later years, as I got older, I didn't buy this stuff. But they were like, "Oh yeah, Harry Potter, same deal." All oh, that was oh, that was all considered to be like oh. you bring a Harry the first Harry Potter book you bring home, pretty much the same as just opening a Ouija board and wow. saying red rum in okay. it. Like that's just that's what you're doing, <laughs> okay. pretty much. And I I could there was no difference to them. It is Wild Card Wednesday. Well, you're getting it. That's Wild Card right there. That is Wild Card. Coming up next, Aaron Judge up to number 60. Does it matter? We discuss Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Wednesday. It is Wild Card Wednesday. Uh, you can send in your wild card questions or topics at Man and Bone 971 on Twitter. Guardians beat the White Sox in extras last night. They are now five up on the Sox. Same two teams again tonight. Reds lose to the Red Sox. They go again tonight. So Aaron Judge hits home run number 60 last night. Going to tie the, looking to tie today. Today or tonight do they play? They play uh, tonight, I believe, right? I think that I think that's on ESPN tonight, and then I think tomorrow Fox is on. I forget. Is like, it on ESPN tonight, or are they oh, just no, they're jumping cutting in, in with the They're cutting in with it tonight. So whatever. If you're watching ESPN, whatever the hell you're watching, they're going to jump in with the at-bats. Yeah. He's looking to tie Roger Maris's number 61, which is the American League record. And according to some people, the home run record, still 61. I, well, you, I'm not one of those people. Again, we could also do this, right? Like, the fact that he's possibly breaking an American League record, even if it's not the official record any longer, that's a big deal, right? The American League, been around for a while. He's gonna, 122 or 123 years. Yes. That sounds right to me. My point being, it's, I mean, it's a big deal to break any, it's a big deal to have the season he's had already, but then you add in the fact that 
he's also very close to or has a I mean has a real excellent chance to win the triple crown. Yes. Also while amazing. also setting a record possibly for home runs in the American League. That that is just a spectacular season. There's a lot of things that that come to mind with all this, but one of them that I saw earlier today was that you know they were talking about the value of the home run ball. You know, the one he hit last night is valuable, the one he hits whenever he hits his next one will tie Maris, so that's going to be valuable, and if he hits one beyond that and breaks the record, that one will be valuable until he hits another one. You know, and I mean, each of them will be valuable after that, right? Because they'll be a part of the season where he broke the record and sets the new number in the American League. And so there's been a question I've seen of people saying, what would you do with that if you got the ball? You're the guy who catches it. You're the guy or gal who catches it. Are you going to just go right to, because there'll be Yankees employees all around or whatever team, if it's on the road, they'll they'll come up to you instantly and be like, hey, okay, we want to talk to you about this. Do you want to give this back? And what do you want in return? Do I want to give this back? Well, yeah, because it's a part of history. I'm not giving anything back. Uh, see, that's where I am. That's too, mine. Man. And you know what? I'm going to sell it. I'm going to put it up for auction. And if the Yankees want it, they can buy it. Yeah, that's what I. That I don't get the people who say, "Oh, I, I'll just give it back for a bat or a jersey." I know there's there are a lot of fans who think, "Well, that would be really nice gesture to do." And you're right; it is a nice gesture to do. But I heard somebody today make this comparison. I think it's spot on. They were talking about a buddy of theirs who many years ago saw a major league player sitting at the Cheesecake Factory in their town. And this guy who saw the major league baseball player grabbed the waiter and said, hey, I want to pay for his meal. What he's having right there, put that on my tab. And then, of course, the waiter goes over and the player looks and they point and he's like, hey, you know, and the player's like, oh, thanks, man. That's nice of you, you know, and his buddy, he said at the time, was barely making ends meet but offered to pay for this guy's meal. Never mind the fact that guy also watched a lot of these games, attended some of these games. We sometimes just get it twisted up here. You don't owe these baseball players, you don't owe anybody anything when it comes to that as a fan. If you catch the home run ball, you that's yours. Congratulations. It's random luck that it happened. That's it's, a lottery ticket for you. It's it's worth millions of dollars potentially. They're saying it could Sell be it. worth 10 to 20 million dollars. Yeah. I mean instantly sell that and like you said if Aaron Judge wants it he's got the means to buy it the Yankees forget that the Yankees have the means to procure it and they could contact the person and say hey this thing will probably fetch 8 million on the open market let's say if that's the number we'll give you 10 we just want to make sure it doesn't leave our possession we are willing to pay whatever it takes they could do that if they want to they would rather, of course, they not have to. But at the end of the day, if you get that, I see no problem with selling that thing. I, I see no problem selling it either. That's mine. I th- That's going to be my ticket to a better future. Now, yeah. if, if you say, ah, I'll just give it back. It's not mine. It's theirs. It's history. I just happened to catch it. All right, that's fine. But to me, it's a lot. If you win the lottery, let's say you got a $10 million lottery ticket in your hand. That's just luck if that happens. You got a $10 million lottery ticket in your hand. Would you just take it all and, I don't know, what else gives you the warm and fuzzies? Would you give that to Aaron Judge and be like, hey, man, you could use this $10 million. enjoy. Or no. your, your old, you know, middle school, just take all, $10 million and give it to your middle school, you keep nothing? I mean, maybe if you want to be super altruistic, you could, but, but again... No one's doing that. Right. Most people would say, I'm going to at least keep enough to pay for, I don't know, have a house, 
maybe not have to have the nine to five the way I do now, whatever it is. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you're if you go to this game and you happen to catch a ball that breaks a record or is worth millions of dollars and you decide to sell it, does not make you a bad person. Now, maybe like that guy who travels to every major league ballpark knocking over 12 year olds to well, catch I'm not, foul balls. I'm not saying that guy do that is a I mean, he's a douche. But if he catches that ball. And it rightfully yeah, just lands in his lap. Catch the ball, right? He doesn't like knock three people over to get it. Then okay, you catch it. Now, if you catch it, you then also have to run like you run like the wind. I don't sit there. I don't high five anybody. Oh, no, you get the I, hell out of there. You, you pretend you are a running back in the NFL. You secure the package and you bolt through the aisle to get up the thing while everyone's high-fiving you and slapping you and you get up to a place where you find a security guard and you say, excuse me, I need help getting to my car right now. Like I need help. You are in a dire situation at that point. Cause you know, someone's going to try to take that from you. Oh, absolutely. I, and you know, people That'd stand be there. Terrifying. They'll actually. Stand there. If you catch that ball, someone will probably right next to you. Try to say, no, no, no. I had my hands on it. Like you want to grab it and run and get out of there. You don't want to stand there and hold it up so everybody can see you. You get out of there. You get a secure location. Then you get it to someone who can help you get it auctioned. Can I tell you something else that bothers me? What's that? Now, again, I'm not talking about the guy who's you know running over people and running over kids trying to catch foul balls and home run balls. But now it's like it's unacceptable for an adult to catch a ball and keep it. Oh, yeah, I know the, that. The it's, shaming yes. that goes on was like, hey, give it to a kid. I don't want to give it to a kid. I caught this. I've never caught a foul ball in my life. I want to keep the foul ball. What's right. the problem with that? Well, see, now we both have a good answer for that. Even if we're at the game by ourselves, be like, that's sweet. I got kids. So yeah, I'm going to give it to my kid. Give it to my kid. Yeah, my kid will get it. Your kid can try to catch the next Why one. Why can't an adult keep a ball? I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I'm not, again, it's different if, like the ones where, the player is clearly throwing it to a five-year-old and the guy jumps in front and runs with it. That sucks. But yeah, if you catch a foul ball and it just so happens because either you're a little taller or it just was where you are and it lands to you, you're right. There will be 10 kids who show up and will stick their hands out and say, hey, can I have that? And then the parents all look at you like, come on, man. Come on, he's a kid. Those same parents are going to be the same ones when their kid's like, you know, a lot older. They'll say, hey, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, Jimmy. It's like... (laughs) But go beg for a foul ball right now. Go tell that guy who just caught the ball because he was just in the right spot at the right time. Go beg for the foul ball. They're the same parents who bitch and moan about participation trophies. Yes, and then they'll go demand that you give their kid a ball. Why? It just fell to me. I bought a ticket just like you. Your kid didn't even pay to get in here. You want to get into the brass tacks of it all? I paid to get in here. I'm going to go ahead and enjoy this. Uh... What am I talking about next? Oh, college football expansion, playoff expansion, conference expansion. We'll chat about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the drive right now. You'll find a disabled vehicle on 670 westbound at Route 315. It is causing heavy backups over here. Plan about a 15-minute slowdown as things begin to clear. Caution is advised here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by UPSjobs.com. UPS is hiring warehouse workers, package delivery drivers, and tractor-trailer drivers near you at a rate of up to $30 an hour and bonuses for some roles. Apply now at UPSjobs.com slash shift. Make the shift. Make a difference. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan traffic the best way to kill time between liana ray's traffic reports you're listening to man and bone 
Happy Wednesday. It's Wild Card Wednesday. I got this one from Lady Gaga's Meat Dress. Uh, if someone was going to be borrowing your body for the next few months, what would you want them to know about the way your body works? Hashtag GTH. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, you're going to crap in the morning. Yeah. Every morning you will crap. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little overweight, so putting on socks may be an issue. Right. Um, what else? I'm very phlegmy. So lots yeah, of very throat flimmy. clearing and lots of coughing all the time. Yeah. I've got a few I can give. One is uh, your right Achilles is a little wonky. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just decide I'm going to go sprinting down a hallway or something. Be prepared. That may that may not work for you. Um, if you miss your allergy pill for one day, regardless of season, you will be sneezing like it is ragweed times a million for you. Like it's just, I cannot go a day without the allergy pill now. Oh, I take it all the time. I know, but I'm saying like if I forget it for one day, never mind all the other, you know, it's been in there for months. Good. I just missed it one day. Nope. That's not good. It's almost like we're addicted. Hmm. Uh, and then the other one I would say is, and this is, I don't know how deep you want to get with this, but with like brain stuff, I would tell whoever gets in my body, just be aware Occasionally, you will have someone will say to you, like, I rode on a train yesterday and you'll think, wow, that's neat. I've never ridden on a train. Trains go lots of places, but we don't have them in Columbus. We used to. There was a train station where the convention center is now. They got rid of that because I guess they wanted more conventions here. And then eventually you'll get to a point where you're like, I hate going to conventions and you won't say any of the other parts in between when they said, I rode a train and you say, and then I respond with, I don't like big conventions. They annoy me. Well, I guess I misunderstood. I didn't assume the brain was part of this. Well, it's part of your body. Well, if, if the brain is part of it, then get ready for some <laughs> darkness. When you pop into my head, you're going to say, how does this guy live? Right. Yeah, I assume your brain goes, but maybe not. Maybe your brain stays with whoever's traveling through bodies. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put that on anybody. Wow. My brain, if, if you thought like me for a day, you would have new appreciation for me even getting out of the house every single day. Oh, I think, I, I believe you when you say that. I know you've you've told me that before. That, Struggle is real, my friend. Yeah, there is. So, no, I, right, we I appreciate that. It's a dark that. place. It's, okay. uh, it's Wild Card Wednesday. <laughs> Let's talk some uh, Pac-12. George Kliakov, Kliakov, him too. Clavicle. He is the Pac-12 commissioner. He says he doesn't anticipate any more teams exiting for the Big Ten or the Big 12 as his league continues to negotiate its next media rights deal. Uh, he was on Kanzano and Wilner, the podcast. Do you know what that is? Uh, not particularly i feel like i've heard of john canzano before is that who this is i don't know wilner is the guy who broke the ucla usc news oh, if you okay remember. all right oh, okay yeah. well it looks like they're on uh they're on some kind of uh oregon radio station of some kind so all right he says listen i think if schools would have left for the big 10 they would have already left for the big 10 also i'm very focused on things that are in my control I talk to our presidents and chancellors and athletic directors all the time. We have conversations about this. Everyone is committed to working together to get a great grant of rights following a good media rights deal, and I take people at their word. All right. Um, well, first of all, 
I don't believe that they would have already done it if they were going to do it is true. I think there are lots of teams that if the Big Ten, for example, Oregon gets a call from the Big Ten tomorrow and they say, Oregon, you're our number one pick. In fact, you get to pick what other school we call next. But we are picking you to join the Big Ten. Congratulations, you've won. Notre Dame, never heard of them. They're dead to us. We're done with all that. It's you now. Do you honestly think Oregon says, sorry, if we were going to do it, we'd have already done it? Not a chance. No. But I think a lot of people look at the Big Ten and say, well, they've already signed their media rights deal, so they can't expand anymore. Like hell they can. (laughs) Yes, they can. No, the, the issue becomes, and I understand this is where it gets a little murky, Big Ten is going to have to then approach their TV partners and say, hey, we added Oregon and, let's say, Stanford. What does that do for you? And the answer, sadly, coming back from the TV networks may be not much, not not enough to reopen this and put a whole bunch of new money in it. Well, and then that's where the Big Ten says, oh, uh, we thought we'd get more of that. And then they have to go to all the member schools and say, do you want these two? Given we're just going to be splitting up the pie, the same amount of money, more ways, which means less for each of us. I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case. I think that the television networks, if you add attractive teams, would be more than willing to pay you some more money to have those games. But if they're not, then here's something else that they could do. And I've seen a couple articles talk about this. Sell another tier of television rights. There's only so many games that are guaranteed to be on Fox and CBS. And what was the other one? Was it NBC? NBC got a a package this time. So... Yeah, it wouldn't be the glamour games every single week. But if Amazon wants to dip their toe into the college football pool, well, now you have some games to sell them. Yeah, you would. And you could also clearly package all that with a, this is our digital rights only deal where you just are on digital. So, hey, Hulu, come a call in or YouTube TV. You can be a part of this too. These games will just be on your platform. And then that makes them an exclusive rights holder to some Big Ten games. That might move some people over to those platforms to say, I'm actually going to have to buy YouTube TV. I will just to watch my favorite team. I'm going to have to purchase that. Well, and obviously there are financial agreements with Fox and everything. They profit from this. But at what point does the Big Ten look at the Big Ten network and say it served its purpose, but we can now sell the games that we put on the Big Ten network for more to a place like Netflix or Amazon or Hulu than if we were just to keep this stuff in-house? Well, that's what I don't, I still don't know the answer on how much of Big Ten network, how much of that is part of the Fox deal, right? Like there's still some part of those games that when Fox doesn't want to put it on Big Boy Fox or FS1, they can still put it on Big Ten Network is how I've kind of always read that. Maybe I'm wrong, but you're right. Like there's, there's, I don't know. They could the find a way says. around that and say, sure. Now we're gonna, we're gonna create some Fox Big Ten Network my, my, and my rebrand is, this, and we well, can put some other level. We're of not privy this, to yeah. these contracts and the legalese. The reality is, if there's more money to be made, they're gonna do it. You're right. No, I, th- I think Klievkov is trying to get out there and sell. He is trying to sell everyone who will listen on the idea. That the Pac-12 is strong, is locked in, is viable, don't give up on us. And in fact, he in that same interview was going out and saying, uh, actually, UCLA is going to lose money going to the Big Ten oh, because of travel costs. Get out of here. You're an idiot if you genuinely think people are going to buy that. But what I'm saying is he's trying to spin this as much as possible. And there's still that little undercurrent of, well, UCLA, you see... 
California, the University of California, they may have something to say. They don't have anything to say. It's not going to happen. You're not going to keep well, them in the Pac-12. they may have something to say. Yeah. Nothing's going to change. Right. And so he's trying to play all those cards and say, we can still do this. In fact, we may even get UCLA back. You're not. But it's it's his way of trying to sell everyone else that we're strong. We're not giving up. Definitely don't leave. And let's get a TV deal that locks all of these you know players in. And I just don't know how they're going to get that to work. Now, we were talking about Big Ten Network. Big Ten Network is not a regional sports network. It's a national sports network. But things are not going well for the Bally Sports channels of the world. They're on the verge of being sold. And maybe the buyers will surprise you. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for ramp restrictions on 670 eastbound at Route 315. There is a crash on the ramp from southbound Route 315. Please be careful in this area as cars begin to build. You'll also find a disabled vehicle on 670 westbound at Route 315. This is on the left side. Caution is advised here as well. Traffic report is brought to you by Dell Technologies. Dell Technologies semi-annual sales arrived and it's time to save big on PCs with Windows 11 Pro. Plus get great deals on top accessories including docks, monitors, and more. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Call it Dell Technologies Advisor at 877-ASTEL. Only an array with fan traffic. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. One hour from now, we go on campus. All the news and notes you need. It is Wild Card Wednesday. Send us your Wild Card Wednesday tweets at manandbone971. Oh, did you want one of those? If you have one. I have plenty of them. Well, go ahead. Uh, I like this one from Colin. He says, Megars. It's French for my guys. May gars. Let him live. How do you two feel about kids at bars or breweries, especially ones without kitchens? How about if they're left to run around on their own? Well, I'm not in favor of anybody not having control over their kid. Right. That's in any like situation. any restaurant, anywhere you go. Yeah, this is not your house. This is not your basement. Have some control. Respect other people's space. But as as long as you're just sitting there. Well, see, here's my here's my issue is and maybe this is maybe I should have done this, but I have purposefully not brought like the kids out to a like a brewery or places like that. Not because I don't want I think like something's bad for my kids. No, I don't they're they'll be fine. Like I know those places are safe spaces for kids to go and families and all that stuff. It's more about I don't want to annoy everyone else if my kids are acting like kids you know i don't want you know what i mean well like, that's but you know people, your kids that's fine well even that i just mean like when me and my wife go out on a date night and we go to a restaurant or a bar or somewhere like that sometimes we're doing it because we would like a little time away from children because we we are spending so much time with our family with our kids occasionally we want to get away and just have a time for the adults to talk and then you go to a restaurant, you go to a place where you think, oh, okay, this is probably more like an adult atmosphere. And then there's kids running around screaming and yelling and all that stuff. It gets a little annoying. And I'm saying that as a dad. No, I, I understand. It's just I I feel bad. Like my daughter, for example, she loves the buffet at the strip club that I go to. He's just a common man. Well, so I feel I bad it. leaving her at home when I go to the strip club because she likes the buffet. I get it. You know, I tell her not to look at the naked ladies who are dancing on the stage. But everybody's going to look once. And I then, mean, that's you know. just curiosity. Sure. It's, 
It's not something she hasn't seen before. She showers with her mother. <laughs> sure. Got it. Understood. Yeah, see, usually the heroin dens I like to frequent, that's where I bring my kids. Yeah, I take them well, with me. We took this to a different place. They have good poppy seed bagels there. <laughs> All right. Do they, have, sports, Ohio. do they have heroin dens anymore? I don't think that's a thing. I think that might have been like Charles Dickens called and wanted his reference back. I don't know. Do they call them heroin dens? I don't know what they... Uh, yeah, opium, opium, opiate dens. Opiate probably. dens. Yes, that's what they would have said probably. All right, Valley yeah, Sports, right. Ohio. We watched the you know Blue Jackets and crew and calves whatever they're all there yeah but maybe not for long well they'll be there but it may look different so sinclair just a couple years ago bought all the regional sports networks and they changed the name to bally sports as opposed to fox sports whatever uh things have not gone well for them they're not making money on these things they have launched direct to consumer service which apparently is not going well they're designing this for cord cutters who still want to watch their favorite teams. The problem is nobody wants to pay their high prices in some markets as much as $30 a month. And there are lots of teams that have not given the right to be put on this direct-to-consumer. Well, at least when it comes to Major League Baseball, you're right. Uh, NBA, NHL seems like they got on board with it, but uh, only five Major League Baseball teams did for the Bally's uh, group of this. What is it, nineteen ninety nine a month if you want the over-the-top Bally's? Where in, you- in some, I think in Boston, it's even more. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, there's 21 regional sports networks that Sinclair owns. Just a few years ago, they paid $10 billion for these things, and they renamed them Bally Sports. Yeah. They're looking to sell them now. They've hired some bankers to you know get this job done. Analysts think they can maybe get... $3 billion. Just a couple years ago, wow. they paid 10 Now they may just cut bait and sell for 3 But a New York Post report says perhaps the buyers would be Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NHL getting together and forming a company together, throwing money on the table, right. and purchasing these regional sports networks. That's very interesting to me. Um, I don't know how exactly that would all work. I've I've often wondered this, why, I mean, I know that the answer is they still are on cable systems, so this would be a thing where, at least in those markets, you would be able to put these games on cable, market it as, I mean, whatever, Guardians and Reds could, could have their own channels, technically, right? Bally Sports has how many channels? Like, 21 is what Sinclair owns. Okay, but I'm saying, like, you could have... Theoretically, you could have a Cleveland channel and a Cincinnati channel that they then get to label as like during football season, it's, you know, FS Bengals or if they want to call it whatever they want to call it, right? They would have a little more opportunity to do things like that. I'm just always, I'm, I'm wondering why these entities don't just swallow up all that stuff and say, yeah, you want anything NHL or anything NBA, no local blackouts. Here's the price. And then that's it. Like, they have NBA TV. They have NHL TV. You can buy the MLB package. But there always are blackout restrictions. If you bought these things and said, now if you want, they're all part of this. And now we don't worry about blackout restrictions because we own it. And if you own, if you're a fan of any of these teams, you can buy our app and your team is just in. I assume if they did, if they did buy all this, they would lift the blackout restrictions. And and it would be that way. I mean, because that would be the most beneficial thing. I think that's the thing that keeps a lot of people from saying, I'll buy the package. If you know you can watch your team, but you also know you can watch any other game in that sport, 
and it's all for one fee. I mean, honestly, like the NBA package was a couple years or last year, it was $199, which is not cheap, right? Especially if you're paying for all these other things. But you talk about per month of the NBA season, that's that's really not that bad. Then you add in, oh, and I can watch my other, my if I want to watch the Cavs, I don't have to then have the cable package to get the Cavs. Now that actually saves you some money. I find this all really interesting, though, because every single time we talked about television rights deals on a national level, even if the sport doesn't really generate the type of ratings that it used to, Major League Baseball's that way, right? Yeah. Where they, they're not generating six million people a game watching Sunday night baseball. That's not happening. But every single time they re-up with a national network, they are charging more money. They're making more money. And we're asking, are these bubbles ever going to burst? But on the local level with these regional sports networks, that is not the case at all. They are dying. Oh, no, the they answer are struggling. Is, the answer is the bubble has burst on the local side of things. Not because people don't want to watch these games, but there have been so many different little fights between the local cable companies and the local RSN or... If you want it on, if you want to watch this team, what did the Dodgers have for like how long? It was was years. Yeah. Where it was like you could only get them on one cable system in LA. And I mean, eventually people just say, you know what? I'll go to the games. I'll follow them via the 9,000 other ways you can follow sports now, watching the highlights, reading an article or two about them, listening to a podcast about them. I'm not going to go pay even more money to go follow my team. Make it easier for me. And I'll do it like I could see it if you just said, here's the one price for everything in our sport. And we include all your teams, including your local one. Maybe that gets people to do it. But yeah, the RSNs are not the way to go as far as that amount of money losing seven billion dollars possibly on the sale of this. That's bad. Who is Nebraska going after to be their next head coach? I'll tell you coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. You'll find a crash on the ramp from Route 315 southbound to 670 eastbound. Plan on some heavy backups as they get things clear. And a disabled vehicle on the left side of 670 westbound at Route 315. Plan on some heavy backups here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Dell Technologies. Dell Technologies semi-annual sale has arrived and it's time to save big on PCs with Windows 11 Pro. Plus get great deals on top accessories including docks, monitors, and more. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Call a Dell Technologies Advisor at 877-ASDEL. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Barely famous. Incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports. It is Wild Card Wednesday. Uh, I've got this one from Meat Sweats who says, My guys, have you ever bought an item combo that made a cashier do a double take? I was doing yard work and needed a tool I didn't have, so I go to the store. On the way, my wife texted and asked for something, if I could pick it up while I'm there. Show up to the register with a hatchet and a pregnancy test. Hmm. And the look that I got did not bode well for me. So he said, I then quickly said to the cashier, if the hatchet is unused, can it be returned? Had to do a quick JK after that. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I had a similar situation not too long ago. Oh, what'd you right? do? I needed one of those big, like, storage Rubbermaid tubs 
Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, giant. Yes, the big Rubbermaid tubs that you would put in, like if you have a storage area. Uh, back or in the day, you would, you would put stuff yeah. in like cardboard boxes. But we've evolved now. Well, we know that if you get like water in there or something, that could be bad news for whatever's inside. So you put it in plastic. It hopefully helps. So I needed one of those big storage tubs. We had just moved into the new house. In the backyard of our new house, we have a fire pit. Okay. First time ever having a fire pit. First time ever having a need to chop actual wood. Hmm. So I bought an axe yep. and one of these huge storage tubs. Mm-hmm. And I was painfully aware as I was paying for this. It's like, well, this is the murderer's kit it right does here. Look like that. You chop yeah. up the person and you put him in this tub. In the plastic bin. That's not good. Uh, Polly Two Shirts says, hey. So not my guys. but <laughs> uh, Who does the sound effects when man reads the tools of the week, etc.? Seems like Seems like it'd be hard for man to do both, but he does. Hey, I'm a multitasker. You That's are. why my reading is so terrible. <laughs> why also, I stumble over all these. He also said, what's his dang personalized license plate from years ago? I'm not going to tell you what it is. Not going to tell you. Just because it's Wild Card Wednesday doesn't mean you're going to get the answer to all your questions. It's not Truth Wednesday. No, that's right. Jordan says, other than Reese's Pumpkins, what's the best candy that only seems to come out around Halloween? There's not a lot of like Halloween unique candies, are there? No, you get a lot of candy on Halloween, yeah. and a lot of it may have its own special packaging that's, you know, like, it's it's spooky colors or something but on the, the outside. even the Reese's Pumpkins, they're not, I mean, they got the Reese's trees, they got the Reese's eggs. I do contend the shape Reese's better than the actual Reese's I, I agree with the you. The better ratio There's of chocolate a, to peanut butter. You're exactly right. And I don't know why, I don't know what the combo is, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's better. Well, and the chocolate is thinner. You don't have the big ridges yes, like that's you do true. in the cups. That's right. Also, I got to say, the Reese's people with the ridges, half the time I peel the little cup thing. That's the biggest thing is I don't have to peel anything off of it to eat it. You know, like yeah, when you get a Reese's. really a big deal. It is. It takes the chocolate off sometimes. Have you never experienced that? Well, where you yeah, peel that's it off, true. That's and then true. you end up with half the bottom is like stuck on the wrapper. And well, you're I, like, just, oh. I just lick the wrapper. I know. But when I never have that problem when I open it up and there's a little cardboard thing under there. I get the little Reese's pumpkin and I get the whole thing one one swipe, no problem. Mm-hmm. Also, this is not from a listener, but I just thought since we are on Wild Card Wednesday to bring it up, I saw Southwest Airlines tweeted this up. It was a promotional thing they did with Guitar Center and they tweeted the following. They said, we teamed up with Guitar Center to surprise a flight full of customers flying out of Long Beach with a ukulele and a lesson. By the time they arrived in Honolulu, they were pros. I don't want that. Yes, I want to so, get on the... You leave me alone when I get on the plane. There is a picture of a bunch of people smiling on a Southwest flight, oh. some of them smiling, holding up a ukulele because everyone got one. And then oh. there was a guy, there's video of a guy like teaching them how to play it Never. on the flight. I would be... Here's what I'm... I'm so upset. I hate this. I hate this trend of forced socialization where we always have to pretend that we're friends with everybody or everybody's neighbor. Before the pandemic, this happened all the time. You walk in a restaurant, it's these communal tables. Get the hell out of my life. I don't want to eat with strangers. I don't want to become friends with people. I don't want any forced socialization. If I want to talk to somebody, I'll talk to somebody. I want to have my own table, my own space. Leave me alone. I don't want a ukulele lesson on a flight. I want to get on my flight, put my earbuds in, and go to sleep. That's what I want. Yeah. I think the other part of that, too, is if you're in the park... In a big metro area, 
and you put up a sign that says Guitar Center offering free ukuleles and lessons today. And oh, a flight to Honolulu, courtesy of Southwest or something like that. And then people walk up to you and are like, I'd like to participate in that. That sounds like fun. They say, cool, stand here. We're going to wait till 50 people do this. And then we're all going to do a lesson. Then, then you can choose to opt into it. You're in a tube 35,000 feet over the air, over the earth's surface, and you're stuck there for hours at a time, and they shove a ukulele in your face and say, let's go. Now, here's the other part of this I didn't like, because then I go look at the replies, and the first reply is Southwest replying to their own tweet saying, don't worry, y'all. Everyone put their ukuleles away after 20 minutes since they had already mastered how to play. Well, there's no chance that everybody oh, on they that were plane so good, right? learned... Also, now everyone has a ukulele to deal with in their little tiny oh, space on the scene in Animal plane. House. I gave my love a cherry. And John Belushi just goes up to the guy and smashes the guitar. Yes, right. That's what I would do with all the ukuleles. Yeah. Um, and so then people started replying and saying, like, this sucks. This is dumb. Now, this is the part that annoyed me even more than the ukulele thing. Southwest Airlines replied to a bunch of these people with their, like, positive spin on it. Like, uh... There you go. Roberta says, when you pay for travel, but you're trapped in a plane full of ukuleles. Cool publicity stunt. Not. So whatever. She didn't like it. Roberta on Twitter. Southwest Airlines replies to her and says, that's not what everyone on this flight thought, Roberta. They all had a great time. Oh, yeah. They and then a great time. And I'm, I'm they, excited for her harmonica night, too. They, well, then they put a bunch of emojis and then it says at the end of the tweet, Heather. And you go through here, and all of the Southwest replies are like, you can vibe with us anytime. Hope to welcome you on board soon. Anthony, thanks for the love, Heather. We hope to see you on board soon. Holden, like they're giving you a personal name for the replies on social media. Acting like, because there's so many people on this account, apparently, they all want you to know like, hey, this is a real person. This isn't just some bot responding to these. That is as creepy as any of it. Stop making up names, social media director at Southwest, and stop handing out ukuleles to people. Just admit that this sucked. I hate it. You know, the worst part is, I'm afraid that other people will go, we got to do a ukulele thing on our flight. What can we do? Like you said, harmonica night or something. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know is you're walking to an olive garden. They're like, hey, congratulations, dance night here. And then everyone's dancing. And you're like, but I just wanted to get some breadsticks and... No, now I got to learn how to dance? Great. Now, I'm sorry, everybody. We don't have any overhead space on this flight because we've packed it full of ukuleles. But we're going to be handing them out for you during the flight so you all can practice. Yeah, if I uh, if I get bumped from this flight, do I still get the ukulele lesson? That would be my concern. Because, I mean, I don't know if you've flown recently. A lot of problems with getting to and from. A lot of flights have been canceled. You had bags getting lost left and right, like always, right? But it's been worse. And now they're like, oh, yeah, we just decided to add a degree of difficulty to travel. You have to learn how to play a stupid guitar. All right, Nebraska. Nebraska's looking for a new head coach. I saw this tweet from Bruce Feldman. He said, 10 days into Nebraska's coaching search, sources tell us that Lance Leopold, Matt Campbell, and Bill O'Brien are high on the Huskers list as NU's process begins to unfold. Uh, Lance Leopold is at Kansas now, right? He was at Buffalo. Yes. Now he's at Kansas, where he's been 5-10 and 10 since joining Kansas. Which, by the way, that's about right. 
You That's know. who you're going to get at Nebraska at this point. Matt Campbell, of course, is at Iowa State. He was hot and heavy on everybody's radar for a while, including NFL teams, but that seems to have dried up. And Bill O'Brien used to be Penn State's head coach. He went to the NFL, crapped all over himself. Now Nick Saban has saved his career at Alabama. Yeah. But, you know, those names seem about right to me. Yeah, it makes sense. I did see Lance Leopold had a quote today that said, we didn't come to Kansas to move. Well, good for you, but... I got news for you. All right, you want to put that in writing? What what does that mean? Well, and I'm sure Kansas would love to do that. They'd probably love to re-up a contract. So you just watch. Like, If I'm Lance Leopold, if I'm any of these guys, especially with a 5-10 and record, yeah, I'm absolutely wanting to make sure all those rumors are out there that I might take the Nebraska job so I can just get another giant contract from Kansas. I mean, that's the best play for him, I would say. Go right ahead and do it. If Lance Leopold turns you down, though, that's it for you. You got nothing. If if better said, if the head coach at Kansas for football is like, nah, that's okay, Nebraska football. I don't need that job. I'm good here. Yes, Kansas football coach turns down the Doesn't Nebraska who football it is. job. Does not matter who it is. Right. What the resume is, they just say, I'd rather be at Kansas. I don't know why too. I it's it's the name. I picture Lance Leopold in tights playing a flute. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know why, like sort of dancing around in slippers. What is, what is Leopold? What am I thinking of? There's something. Well, there was Kate and Leopold, that movie with, I think it was Hugh Jackman and Meg Ryan. Yeah. Okay. Is that right? Maybe that, maybe. I don't know. I think there was some time travel. Oh, I re- you know what I'm thinking of? This was like from eons ago in my past. I remember there was a Bugs Bunny cartoon where there was a conductor and it was like, Mr. Leopold or something like that walking up to the stage and everybody was like Mr. Leopold is coming and that's that's where I'm thinking of Lance Leopold that's a reference no one here it got. is Caden Leopold is a 2001 American romantic comedy fantasy film so it's you know like Harry Met Sally but with elven ears that tells a story of a physicist by the name of Stuart who accidentally pulls his great great grandfather Leopold through a time portal from 19th century New York to the present where Leopold falls in mutual love with Stewart's ex-girlfriend, Kate, who's mm. Matt Ryan. And then hilarity ensues. Good. This is like this is like the plot of every Hallmark movie, like Christmas movie now. There's always some element of time travel, like, oh, a, a duke has gone forward in time mm-hmm. to a Christmas in the future and has to find his way back. But on his journey into the present, he falls in love with the curator of the museum of the castle that he used to live in. Yes. So now he has to decide, does he stay with this woman or go back to his time? And then holiday merriment ensues. And all those movies casually dance around the idea that that person you brought in from like 100 years ago, just fortunately enough, is not misogynistic, racist or anything else. Which we know is probably well, do not true. you assume true. everybody was 200 years ago? Yes. Okay, good call. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, I, at the very least, I assume they were products of their time, which yeah, their times, right. times were racist back then. I don't know if you've heard. And misogynistic and all the other. Well, they tested it out. You know, where it's like, you know, the guy comes back and they're in the small Christmas village. And mm-hmm. he's like, that's a... There's a black person out there. We should really alert his master. And the right. audience and was like, like, no, 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 no. They no, stop. They people stop. People don't instantly. like that. They're like, nope, don't. That did not. That's not good. La, 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 la. 
Hello, kind sir. It's almost like these plots have a hole in them. A giant hole that maybe we should I've, just not I've ever told do. You my theory maybe on you Hallmark Christmas movies. You shouldn't do time travel if you're not prepared to tackle the issues which so that most of those people you're bringing forward from the past, racist. One out of every ten Hallmark Christmas movies should end in complete disaster. Just to keep you honest. Well, that would. Well, because we know it's, it's all going to be happy endings. But if one out of every ten ended with, and I'm so sorry I gave you syphilis. Right. And I don't want to yes. be with you anymore. Yeah. And then the credits roll. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's not a Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. I actually like the idea of doing the time travel and they bring back diseases that were already eliminated. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> the woman's you wearing like, We're doing that now. <laughs> the woman's wearing an Aaron Rodgers good jersey. Sir. She's like, I don't believe in measles. He's like, I do. I have polio, good sir. And so do you. Uh, the Reds have set a record. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Now I was thinking about what's that? You know how like Will Ferrell a few years back did a lifetime movie. Played it straight. Yes, right. It was Will Ferrell and somebody else. I don't remember who it was, but they played it straight. Two comedic actors. Was it Tina? F- no. No, it wasn't Tina oh, Fey. Um, uh, I don't know. Anyway, what I, would, on her name? what I would like to see, I would like to see a combination Hallmark Christmas movie, especially with all the time traveling elements, but Quentin Tarantino directs it. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I would very I mean, much the, be up for that. It's the merriment of the season through the eyes of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that you know what though, I and think, Sam Jackson's in it. Yes, I think you then start off with a very different perspective, right? Because people tend to think holiday season means there's snow falling and there's uh, people in sweaters and there's you know something baking and that's usually the vibe. So the smell of pine is in the air, right? Mm-hmm. There are people celebrating Christmas who may live in like you know a. A part of town that's a little rougher. Absolutely. You know, maybe... maybe Why can't off, they have a good holiday season? You start off in a gritty tattoo parlor on Skid Row, you know, and someone walks in and is like, it's Christmas, give me my usual tattoo. And then they pull their sleeve up and there's like a Christmas tree for every year since, I don't know, the first year they got out of jail. And then you start there and then a fight breaks out because someone breaks in and they're trying to steal something. Merry Christmas from Quentin Tarantino. I'd like to see that. It is Wild Card Wednesday. <laughs> Speaking of Sam Jackson. I have those if you want. I contend that Samuel L. Jackson is the greatest actor of all time. Why do you contend that? There is nothing. Just when I watch him, there is nothing that I've seen from him where he looks like he's an actor. He just looks like he's in that moment. He is that person. That's interesting coming from you not because i i love samuel l jackson i think he's great but you often are not a fan of people who tend to play the same character and i feel like a lot of times with samuel l jackson like you can put different costumes or makeup or different but at the end of the day samuel l jackson always kind of has a moment in every one of his movies that's like are we really doing this right now or do i have to tell you guys how it is and he just yeah, kind of well, that's fair. You know what I mean? Like, but he, if you look, if you go watch, like Jackie Brown was on TV last night. Love Jackie. I Brown. I was watching Jackie Brown. I don't know if he won an Oscar for that. Should have won an Oscar for it. 
Yeah. He's fantastic. Fantastic. I love sure. him in that movie. But if you go watch him in Unbreakable, it's a different Sam Jackson. If you watch him in The Negotiator, it's a different Sam Jackson. Okay. I mean, I, cause I, I think I tend he to has think, range. I definitely love Unbreakable. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like there's a lot of moments where he <laughs> he has that time, whether it's in Pulp Fiction or Snakes on a Plane, where it's like Samuel L. Jackson is going to do the thing that got him those those what's in your wallet commercials. Where it's like, I'm Samuel L. Jackson, and I'm about to tell you some sense. I'm going to speak it into your life. You better pay attention, because we're not cutting any corners now. I'm telling you exactly how it is. Yeah, That's in enough. every movie that he's ever in. And you know what? Every movie, the three movies I just mentioned there are 20, 25 years old. Yeah, there's also been a thing now where lately a lot of his roles end up being like, let's get Sam Jackson to do the Sam Jackson stuff. Well, and from his standpoint, I get it. He's rich. He's 70. I would be doing you, exactly, yes. Right, you probably don't want to really dive in, sink your teeth into things anymore. You just want to cash your check and be on your way. Yeah. No, I, I love Samuel L. Jackson. Don't get me wrong. I, that's no that's no dislike there. Uh, Russell says, have you ever witnessed someone committing a crime? If you had, did you narc or just go on about your day? I can say definitively yes in two cases. One was where I got robbed at gunpoint. So yes, <laughs> I did witness that crime. But I did let, like, I gave a fair amount of time for the person to get away, and then I called the police. So I don't know if that makes me a not totally a narc. I saw a hit and run in a parking lot. Hit and run of another car. Oh, okay, not, like not, a, not a person. Yeah. And I jotted down the license plate and called the police. Yeah, that's good. The other one that I had was when I was in high school, I worked at Walmart, and I was bringing in carts, and me and another guy and someone came sprinting out of the store with like a DVD player or a, I can't remember if it was a DVD player or a PlayStation or something. Did you stop them under their arms? Well, me and another guy were pulling the carts in. And so the greeters just like, Oh, stop. And like, we're like, well, we should probably chase after him because you're not supposed to do that. So we chased the guy down as many pounds and years ago. And we chased him out at the end of the parking lot and he got away, but he dropped the thing. And so we brought it back in and like all the other employees were like, good job, way to go. Our manager was like, let me talk to you for a second. Don't ever do that again. And we were like, I th- huh? I thought we were supposed to. And he's like, number one, that guy could have killed you. He's like, you don't have any idea what he was doing. Number two, that DVD player, whatever it was, was worth like 50 bucks. The store's worth, you know, millions of dollars every year. I understand year. that philosophy. You sh- you still should have been employee of the well, month. They did. They gave All us right, a little good. commendation. They were like, now, please never do that again. And then they put out a thing that was like, no one should be doing this. Nowadays, I would have I've totally flipped. Let them have it. Go ahead. You need them more well, than we do. Well, you're not chasing anybody down now. No, but I'm saying I'm I'm looking at it from the standpoint of like the Waltons could stand to lose no, a few bucks. No, I know that. But well, at that point, it. you go were ahead. still new into the world. I and you're know. Like, Justice will prevail. Yes, I was very idealistic. Now I'm like, ah, you know what? They've stolen probably, if you really think about it, down to the brass tacks. Billionaires are taking something from all of us. Go ahead and take a DVD player. It's fine. Reds have set a new record, Teddy. Are you still watching the Reds, by the way? Still tuning in every single night? Every night, I'm sure he is. I watched a few minutes of the game last night, but uh, I didn't really care, but I just tuned in to see. I was like, oh yeah, the Reds. They're still a thing. The Reds set a new record yesterday. They have hit 99 batsmen on the year. Oof. Yet, uh, that is a new record. All right, all shame. <laughs> if you're going to be bad, be super That's bad. Right. Be super bad. I will add though, 
you cannot get to 99 and not get to 100. You're the first team to ever do this. Cross over yes. to 100 and really put that number up there. I agree. You got to get triple digits on this. Uh, the Cubs set the record just last season, so it's oh, not a very long okay. record. Yeah. The previous highs were 95 batters hit in 2003, 94 in 2002, both by the, at that time, Devil Rays. Now just the Rays, because Devil's too evil. Mm, gotcha. Um, that was why they changed it, by the way. Was it really? They're like, oh, Devil Rays, too much. We're Sunshine Rays now. That's why they have little Sunshine Rays. <laughs> like, oh, Devil Rays. We don't want that imagery. Are they aware there is a team called the New Jersey Devils? Just yes, straight up Devils? We don't discuss that. Uh, why? Because why? the Major League Baseball is not aware of the NHL? I mean, I'm not saying it like... Years ago, before everyone became to their senses, they call they're called that today. I know. Well, you have college mascots: blue demons, blue devils, yeah, red devils, of course. Sure. There's sun the, devils, yeah. Can't be the devil race, though. No, God that's forbid. too mean. I mean, How about sunshine. I mean, I know like the rays, the manta ray, like those stingrays. Those things are not typically called devil rays. I don't think most of them, but. You're a sports team. I know. That's Come the on. fun part Have of it. fun with it. Give, yeah. out, give out a uh, Steve Irwin bobblehead and call it a day. That's like, a. It, I love how there's that ethics in Major League Baseball, but in Minor League Baseball, they're like, what are we called? Oh, we are the crack addicted wolves. Like, we just have a team name and literally there's a team called the Trash Pandas. I don't know if you're aware of that. No, they, no. There's actually a team. It's raccoons. They are like playing off of the fact that raccoons are sometimes called trash pandas. That's their team name. I want to say they're in Alabama, but they are Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. Yeah, I think so. Huntington. But yeah, it's the trash pandas. Go look them up. Teddy, is Leanna there? Are we going to do traffic? Or do you want me to play fart noises? You can play fart noises, but she is there. Okay, I'm going to oh, play good. fart noises, though. Thank goodness. Chris Holtman gets himself a big commitment. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Love the professionalism. Watch out for an accident on Central Avenue at West Town Street. This accident does involve injuries. Please use caution over here. You're also going to find an accident as cleared from Henderson Road east of Route 315, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Summer is winding down, but business needs keep ramping up. Check out Indeed, the all-in-one hiring solution that helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. It's Wild Card Wednesday. You know what's wild? What's that, Mike? T-Bone talking about water. That's right. My water is not wild. It is perfect. It is great because I have Kinetico in the house. You can have Kinetico in your house so they can fix your problem water, get the funk out of your water, as we like to say. Yeah. And this week is a great opportunity for you because it's their annual open house savings event. Three days of savings at their location, Canal Winchester, right off 33. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday of this week, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. tomorrow and Friday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday. Here's what you can get. $1,000 off Connecticut Premier Series water softener with any water softener trade-in. $700 off a K5 drinking water station. That's what I have that got rid of all my bottled water, so that's great. Plus, there's four bags of salt. Get one free. You can do that. 50% off the Connect salt monitor. If you have a system already in your house and you want to have the salt monitor, 50% off this weekend. 
all of it. ConnecticutColumbus.com. Tell them I sent you. and Tell them you want to get the funk out of your water. Hashtag T-Bone gets me wet. That's right. Hashtag T-Bone gets me wet. At Connecticut. Doesn't get you a discount. Does get you wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tayson Chapman, yeah. four-star guard from the 2023 class. Chris Holtman has nabbed him. Got Big him. deal. Took an official visit to Ohio State during the weekend of September 3rd. What was going on that weekend? Oh, that might have been uh, the big Notre Dame game, I yep. believe. I, I said this at the time with the star-studded people that were there and the atmosphere for that game. Anybody who took an official visit, I don't know how they'd be able to stifle those emotions and not commit to Ohio State. Well, right. I would tend to think that has to be helpful. But if you'll remember, uh, four-star guard prospect George Washington the third was committed since like last year. But then recently reopened his recruiting and decommitted and all that stuff. Yeah. At the time, it was thought, hey, maybe that's happening because Tayson Chapman had just put out his like top five schools and had Ohio State in it. Mm-hmm. So the thought was maybe that's a sign that he's going to commit. And it looks like that, whether that's true or not, that is what happened. He has now committed. Uh, here's what Tayson Chapman had to say. By the way, he is 6'4", 170 from Minneapolis, four-star guy with this commitment. Buckeyes have a top-five class. He had scholarship offers from a bunch of schools, but most notably Kansas, but he picked the Buckeyes. Uh, Tayson said, they texted me every day, and it just continued to grow. Then I got on the visit, and I mean, they showed me that I was a priority. They talked me through everything, how I could fit in the system, how it's built for me and my playing style. There was this short little fat guy named Common Man who gave me a big bag of cash mm. and made me feel right at home. So yeah, I did my part. It's good to see that you're still working your magic. Hashtag T-Bone gets me wet. That's right. Um, I also saw that Jason Chapman, if you're not aware, number eight combo guard in the class. So that's pretty good. Top 50 recruit, number 44th ranked recruit. This is a huge recruiting class. This is one of the biggest recruiting classes in Ohio State basketball history. Four-man class for 2023. So that's pretty great. If all all that stays and all that happens and everybody signs when they can, when the signing period opens. Well, that's the key. Because we've still got some time to do that. We can't look at this and say, oh, all these guys will be on the floor. I don't know that. I mean, they could open up their commitment and decommit in a few months. I have no idea. But as of now, Chris Holtman's done a fantastic job with this class. Yeah. Here's the other thing that I really like about this. A lot of the comparisons that people are making to to uh, is it to Tayson or Tyson Chapman. I'm not sure. I think it's Tayson. Tayson All right. It? Tayson Chapman. Is that uh, Malachi Branham becoming an NBA player and leaving is kind of why all of a sudden they went hot and heavy and said, we, we need to get him because he would feel... Uh, fill a role that they probably thought Malachi Branham would be filling at least this year on the team and maybe even next year before he just became a one and done out of nowhere. So that was certainly a a good surprise, right? Good for him. But this is a guy who's six, four has a better shot. A lot of people think than Malachi Branham did from long range at this point in his development and is also capable of running point. Something else that Malachi Branham typically didn't do. So, these are good signs. If this is who he ends up being, if this is the type of player he is, then that's going to be a great addition to this class. All right, here's some tidbits for you. Tidbits? Mike Evans has his suspension appeal denied, so he is out against the Packers. I saw that the Bucks brought in Cole Beasley, mm-hmm. and I also saw that Julian Edelman 
was pissed off that Tom Brady didn't call him. So oh. there's that. Okay. Uh, Joe Hayden, your guy, has signed a one-day contract to retire as a member of the Browns. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I have conflicted feelings about that because obviously in his time, he was pretty good in a Browns uni. But of course, he played on some teams that were not that great. Then, after he leaves, he ends up going to the Steelers. Because, again, the Browns didn't want him, to be fair. They cut him. Yeah. And then he ended up going to the Steelers and still playing for the Steelers and playing well. Did you see Adam Schefter tweeting about this earlier today? Where initially, Schefter screwed this up like seven different ways. He initially tweeted it out with a photo of Joe Hayden in a Steelers uniform and said, he's retiring, he's signing a one-day contract with the Steelers to retire as a Steeler. And then everyone was like, wait a second, all the other reports say it was as a Browns player. So then he corrected it, but left the image up of him in the Steelers uniform that he's retiring as a Browns player. And people are like, again, if he's retiring as a Browns player... You have many images to choose from. Maybe pick one of the Browns images, not the one with him, in the complete opposite team's uniform that is their rival that they all hate. So then he tweeted out a third time and got it right with the actual image this time. But yeah, Shefty kind of messed that up. All right, well, maybe he can play for the Browns, too, if things don't improve. Well, that was the other... Yes, that was floating around Twitter today. It's like, could he sign more than a one-day contract and maybe get everybody on the same page for a little well, bit? Well, three words you don't want to hear early in the season, and the Browns had one yesterday. Players only meeting. Mm-mm. The defense said they got together. Before the coaches came in, they talked amongst, the, talked amongst themselves, and, I don't know, presumably they straightened everything out. Yeah. I did see uh, Tyvis Powell, our guy, was breaking some of this down. You know, he obviously played in a few secondaries, knows the drill, played in the NFL. And he knows about communication and he was breaking down more or less what they were looking at and what likely happened. And it from his from his perspective that I saw more or less boils down to Denzel Ward misread things and there wasn't any communication behind him to say, hey, this is what we're in. Make sure you're aware of that because you look like you're lined up in a different way. So it could have been a little bit of his fault. It could also have been his teammates could have said, hey, man, that's not right. You know, you're not supposed to be there. This is what we're doing. So all the way around, easy fix. Again, if everyone just communicates better, but if everyone goes to the media right after it happens and says, yeah, I'll take the blame, even though it's not my fault. It's that guy, that idiot's fault over there. Like, that's not a great sign. So having the players only meeting, probably necessary. Just, you're right, not great two weeks in. Well, getting beat and busted coverage are two different things. Nobody, oh, wa- sure. nobody wants to get beat, but you're going to. It happens. Guys are going to beat you on a route. Not knowing where you're supposed to be, that should never happen. Well, that's what this was. We clearly know it was a busted coverage. Absolutely. Whose problem was it? And it appears it was something more of, yeah, if Denzel Ward just does what he's supposed to do in the coverage they were playing, well, who knows? Maybe there's still a great catch made down the field against him, but that's just fighting for a ball and you don't win the battle. Not the same as let the guy run wide open. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a vehicle fire blocking the two right lanes of 670 westbound before Leonard Avenue. Traffic is bumper to bumper in this area. Please be careful. Keep an eye out for the emergency crews on scene. Plan about a 20 to 30 minute slowdown as things continue to clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Nobody should have to pay for one size fits all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. Eliana Ray with fan traffic. 
picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. All right, tonight on The Fan, we've got perhaps our most jam-packed lineup ever. Are you ready? I'm waiting for it with bated breath. All right, listen. Tonight at 6, it's the Buckeye Show. Two big hours. All right. 8 o'clock, the 11 Warriors Radio Hour. More Mm. Buckeye conversation. My body is ready. 9 o'clock, the season premiere Uh of the Inside Edge. Jackets conversation. 10 o'clock. It's getting icy in here. The Kevin Stefanski Show. Woo! 11 o'clock, Kama Sutra time with Panama Ted. Pervert Ted. Mm. And then... Hashtag T-Bone gets me wet. Hashtag, that's right. Does uh, Panama Ted? No, because he doesn't have a water endorsement. I do. Mm-hmm. That's why. So there Oh, you man, go. I wish I had a water endorsement. Ted, do you want me to get you wet? I will I will work on that. Maybe for you. You I will, I will talk to them. Yeah, I'd like to have some water because, you know, I have basically, it's like glass that comes out. When do I, you? Yeah. That's, you know, turn you price. Definitely, you cuts should definitely up his talk insides. to well, you, you should probably not live right next to a glass factory. <laughs> that That is the first mistake yeah. you made. I could have told you that was bad news. Uh, on campus, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. On campus, the latest college sports news and notes. Sponsored by Disc Seal, a non-surgical procedure for disc bulges and herniations. Visit DiscSeal.com. Bone. Well, man, a little bit of an incident occurred on the sidelines with South Carolina football this past week when uh, head coach Shane Beamer spotted on camera yelling at female athletes to get off the field when they were being honored as part of the 50th anniversary of Title IX during Saturday's game against the Bulldogs. No, now... It does appear there's a explanation for what happened here. And as much as I am someone who sides with women in sports, and I often say that women in sports don't get a fair shake with the coverage and everything else, I I am fully on board with yelling at anyone who is is criticizing women in sports. However, Shane Beamer, I think, is just guilty of being a dumb football coach and not a misogynist necessarily because of all this. He had his weekly teleconference, and he talked about what happened. They had this ceremony going on in between, or during a timeout, in between quarters, and the play that had previously ended was a, I think, a third and goal situation. Uh, Fourth down conversion was what was coming up, third and something. So they failed on that. They were trying to convert a fourth down. They were working on what to do. He said, we were so immersed in trying to make a decision on what we were going to do. I was worried about what was going on in our own offensive huddle. I apologize to anyone that I offended. That was just my initial reaction. So apparently the referees had told the coaches, both of them, hey, when when you line up, be out there because when we blow the whistle, because we get the okay from the TV people that it's time to go, you better be ready because we're going to start the clock and we are going to, if you don't, if you take your time, we will assess a penalty on you. He claims that had them in this mindset of let's get out there, be ready to go. So they're all ready to go. They get the signal that it's time to play. And then the referee stopped the game. And he said he got mad because now the other team could see his formation. And so he's like, why are we playing? Get off the field. He thought it was just random fans on the field. He didn't realize there had been a ceremony going on. He did call them ditzy broads, though. (laughs) That's that. He should get off the field. You ditzy broads. Uh, Jalissa Harris, who is a female athlete who plays uh, soccer there for the women's soccer team. Uh, she tweeted out, all female student-athletes were asked to come to the field 
to recognize 50 years of Title IX. We were on the field for maybe 15 seconds, then screamed at to get off. If you want to honor female student-athletes, then do that, not this. And this was a video of the screaming occurring. Then she later said, however, after you know looking at this a little further, she said, he's been nothing but nice on everything else, so maybe this was an honest mistake. It looks like it could have been. Anyway, not a good look. Certainly not All anytime. Right, we'll give him but, a pass. Yeah, but at least there now we have the kind of full story on that, as Paul Harvey would say. Uh, Quinn Ewers, uh, injury update on him. He is back at practice. Oh, They're saying that was that quick. Timetable for return has improved. He was oh. originally thought to miss up to six weeks, but the prognosis from the doctors is saying that he may just be able to get back at it a little sooner than initially thought. He has an SC joint sprain, which I don't... I, I know what an AC joint sprain is. I don't know what an SC... I think this is either it's a typo. An, it's an Austin SC joint oh, sprain. Okay. sponsored. I thought maybe it was like Southern California or South Carolina had somehow sprained his joint. Either way. Uh, so they thought initially it was going to be six weeks. They're saying now could be back far sooner than people anticipate. We don't know what far sooner means, but it's already been a couple weeks. So let's say in the next two weeks he might be able to get it done. We'll find out. And uh, North Carolina quarterback Drake May is apologizing for remarks he made where he was trying to troll NC State. You know, North Carolina, NC State, they have a big heated rivalry in football, in all sports, I'm quite sure. But this was something they were trying to, uh, they were trying, he was trying to get a little rise out of NC State. Uh, He said, I don't want to miss out on the home state, talking about playing in that game. He said, whether you want to admit it or not, growing up in Carolina, you're going to be a Carolina fan. Some people may say state, but really, people who go to state just can't get into Carolina. At the end of the day, playing for Carolina is what a lot of people from North Carolina want to do. So I didn't want to miss out on that. Then obviously the family history and that stuff. Do we really have to apologize for this? I mean, this is just folksy, right? And I'm sure the Duke people come out and say, yeah, and you go to Carolina or NC State, you can't get in here. Right, of course. You know, just like when I say, hey, everybody in West Virginia has sex with their cousin. I don't really mean that. Right. Yes, Yes, I do. Wake Forest grads say, hey, remember us? We also exist. We are around. We... Yes, hi, we're Wake Forest. Do you know of us? Anyway, uh, his Twitter said, I made a remark today about NC State. I want to apologize. I was answering a question about playing in state and said something I shouldn't have. What are we doing? Let's have a sense of humor about sports for five seconds, can we please? I don't know. I just it's it's annoying that that is the thing you have to apologize for. That didn't seem like that was a good There are plenty of things in life to apologize for. You know, I'm not saying everything we say is great. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if we offend people. But right. is that really offending somebody? I, no, I, I mean, well, it's a, it's tweaking your rival. Yeah. And those are meant to be things that make you go, hey, man, wait a second. Like, that's that's what everybody does in rivalries. We in have it sports. here where it's, say we actually have academic standards at Notre Dame or Michigan. We've heard that for years from the Michigan yes, people. of course. They all talk about how everybody's getting paid to play down here and all that stuff. And everybody here is like, yeah, and, and we win football games. So... There you go. I'm not going to sit here oh. and take any guff about NC State not being a good school. Now, hang on a second. That used to be Chuck Amato, but that's no, now Phil Rivers. It's Philip Rivers now. Yeah, okay. That's right. You know it's me. How? Hey, hold on a second. Listen closely. Do you hear that? What? You know? I don't hear anything. Another child just shot out of my wife's nether regions. Did you hear it? Does that child want to go to North Carolina or NC State? Mr. Wolfpack. He's jump roping with the umbilical cord right now. You're a one-man Wolfpack over there. That's right. Yeah. Got a whole pack of wolves. I got seven of them sucking at the teat right now. 
That's right. But Ma, I do it. I'm breastfeeding. <laughs> I'm retired <laughs> you, now. You're, you're, hey, hey, you can milk anything with nipples. That's, That's what right, I've been told. You can. Yeah, I learned that in a movie once. I've had so many kids. I've started lactating. <laughs> Good job, Phil. Praise be. Praise be to he. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program. We got you covered with You're the rundown right. coming up. Yeah. I need Philip Rivers to be on Righteous Gemstones stat. Here Thanks comes, for telling me that. Here comes some traffic with Leanna. She's going to tell you about a car on fire. But don't worry. My kids are there. They're going to put out the fire. I got a whole fire department full of kids. Is that why you have that pole in the middle of your living room? That's right. I see. Okay. We I slide didn't... down the pole and it. Mrs. Rivers uses it. <laughs> for other things right okay. she gives me erotic dancing and then james harden comes over and throws money at her face <laughs> common man t-boat on the fan fan traffic from the meister's bar and pizza traffic center oh praise be you'll find a disabled vehicle on 670 westbound at route 315 this is causing some delays in that area please be cautious as traffic continues to build and a vehicle fire still causing backups in westbound 670 before leonard avenue it is blocking the right lane caution is advised this traffic report is sponsored by upsjobs.com ups is hiring warehouse workers package delivery drivers and tractor trailer drivers near you at a rate of up to 30 dollars an hour and bonuses for some roles apply out upsjobs.com slash shift make the shift make a difference only an array with fan traffic their collective iq is lower than they think it are this is common man and t-bone happy wednesday it is wild card wednesday uh we have plenty of wild cards to get to here i did want to highlight uh, Colton Two Names, who tweeted in, he said, what is your weirdest sports memory? Weirdest sports memory. And he gave an example. He said, an example is my coworker has a memory of Deion Sanders hitting an inside-the-park home run at Old Cooper Stadium. I assume at one of the times where he was playing for the Yankees and, or maybe not? Did he play, he play for the Yankees, right, at some yeah, point? Yeah, he, he did. Okay. Yeah, I saw him out at Cooper Stadium play okay, a game. Yeah, yeah it was pretty right. cool. Yeah. So he said he remembers that. All right, well, here's a weird one. Uh, growing up in Chicago, I was obsessed with the Bulls and Michael Jordan, hmm. but we didn't go to tons of games when I was a kid. You know, my father worked long hours. We didn't necessarily live close to the city, and we just didn't do a ton of that stuff. But I remember he got tickets through work to a Bulls game at Old Chicago Stadium. Okay. And Michael Jordan was still playing at this. This was... Uh, before he retired for the first time, all right? Yeah. So I was so excited. I'd never seen a Bulls game at Chicago Stadium. I'd never seen Michael Jordan in person. And at the time, the Bulls, now everybody does it, but at the time, the Bulls were the only team to turn out the lights during the introductions and the spotlights going all over the place. And Ray Clay was the public address announcer. He had a very specific way of announcing the players. That was a huge deal. Oh, yeah. Right? And I remember the the game before that I went, they had a, an, a lighting problem where they turned the lights out for the introduction, and then they couldn't get the lights back on. And the game was delayed by like 45 minutes because they couldn't get the lights back on. And so the entire time I'm thinking, I hope they turn the lights out. I hope they turn the lights out. That was the only game, I don't know, like in a 15, 20-year span that I went to where they kept the lights on. 
during the starting oh, lineup wow. introductions because they were afraid to turn them off because they had a problem with them. That is that is bizarre. I mean, it was still fun. The game was fun. I sat right next to, at the time, White Sox closer Bobby Thigpen. He was sitting next to me. Also a random occurrence of that, certainly. No, but that's I could see why, again, not to crack open the the you know kettle of worms that is your skull, but... Like, I can see why sometimes when people are like, hey, wasn't this intro cool with the fireworks? You're like, yeah, it's all crap. Because it's like, when you went to one of those, you're like, oh, I get to see the Michael Jordan intro, and then they didn't do it. The one time they didn't do it. You think that affected me on a deeper level? It had to have, right? I don't know. I have like a weird random memory from a Reds game. It's a little sad because of who it involves, sadly. It involves Ryan Friel, who's no longer with us, sadly passed away, uh, committed suicide many years ago. I I guess I've... Did you did you not know that or I, not well, remember that? I, I, don't, I guess I'd forgotten it. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, I didn't want to bring his name up and then have people, you know, say, hey, did you know? Yes, I, I'm aware that this happened. But when he was playing baseball, there was a thing he did that I actually, I respected that he did at the time. And when I was a, as a fan in the moment, I didn't like it. But looking back on it, I respect. So the Mets are playing the Reds. I'm down in Cincinnati to watch this game. We're out in the bleachers in, I don't know, left field, center field, somewhere around there. And Mets player hits a home run. I don't remember who. Sadly, I remember who did the next thing. I don't remember who actually hit the home run. Baldo hits like a row in over the fence. So it bounces off some seats that are empty because this was like a business day special. There's not a lot of people there. Ball caroms off the seat and goes right back onto the field. And like a true pro, Ryan Friel feels it as, as if it just bounced off the wall fielded the carom perfectly and fires it back to second base. And then of course the umpires like caught that it was a home run. They wave it off, but he like took it. And I'm at the moment, like I was the only one standing there being my brother and a couple of people. And I'm like, that would have been our, we were like five rows. We could, if if he had just picked it up and tossed it back in the stands, we would have got it. And so I'm like, come on, like, ah, you should have thrown that back. Like he doesn't have to throw it to you. I know he's he trying to fool the umpire. I know he didn't. And I'm saying now I look back on that and respect the cagey veteran move where he's like, they, these dumb umpires don't get it right all the time. Well, that was probably pre-replay. too. It was very much pre-replay. So he, w- he was trying to get something out of that. And that's just like, again, it was a nothing play in a nothing game. It didn't change anything. But I do remember that particular moment. For some reason, it stuck with me. Send in your wild card Wednesday questions or topics. At Man and Bone 971 on Twitter. Rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center. Part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. Uh, Aaron Judge hits home run number 60 last night. He's going for number 61 tonight. That would tie Roger Maris for the American League record. Some people say the true home run record is still 61. I am not one of those people. But we were having a discussion in the 3 o'clock hour, about what you would do if you caught one of these record-breaking home run balls. There are a lot of people in the memorabilia business that speculate, you know, some of these balls, depending on the number he gets up to, 63, 64, you can get millions of dollars for one of these baseballs at auction. Do you keep the baseball and sell it? Do you give it back to the team and Aaron Judge because it's history? And in return, you'll get some nice swag. I'm sure you get tickets to a game and sign bats and balls and maybe meet Aaron Judge. All of that. What do you do? You and I both said we would keep it. Yeah, I mean, you paid money to go to the game. If something happens like that, 
It's life-changing money, potentially. Even Let's say even if it's not millions of dollars, let's say it's a couple hundred grand. That's still life-changing money that gives you a, like, a leg up for the rest of your life. You could invest that money. You could do whatever you want with it, right? That's, that's something that all the people who are involved in this, like the player who hits the ball, the team that pays him to hit baseballs out of ballparks for them, the sport of Major League Baseball that might want to preserve this. Hell, Cooperstown itself. They all make ridiculous amounts of money well, on this y- game. Yes, the, the Yankees are are worth billions of dollars. Aaron Judge is going to make no less than four hundred million dollars in the right. offseason. So he if, can buy it himself. So if this thing is worth, let's say, five million dollars, everyone involved there who actually would say, We want this for history, great, you can pay me for it. You can pay me what it's worth if I put it out in the open market. And no, you don't get a discount because you're the guy who hit it, or you're the team that that pays the guy who hit it. No, I would want to be paid market value for it. And if I'm the Yankees, I would say, no, Aaron Judge does not have to pay a dime for that. We're thrilled to have this ball in our possession. We will pay 20% over market value just to ensure we get it. And then we have a lifelong fan here who will never be mad at us or anything like that. I'd say this is all worth it if you can do it. But I am not giving that up for free for like, what, a jersey and a bat? Get out of here. Chris Holtman gets himself another big-time commit. Tayson Chapman, he is 6'4", 170, from Minneapolis. And he had offers from lots of schools, Kansas being one of them. He's a four-star guy in the 2023 class. Made his official visit during the Ohio State-Notre Dame game that weekend with the star-studded celebrity guests. And he decided, that was good enough for me. I'm going to commit to Ohio State. Chris Holtman and the Buckeyes have a top five class. It was This is certainly his best class he's ever had. One of the best classes in Ohio State basketball history. Now, with the current landscape, is it all guaranteed that these guys, you know, sign on the dotted line and play for Ohio State? No, they can decommit. We've seen it already. What's the dude's name? The second-ranked guy in Ohio who already decommitted. Is that George Washington III you're yes, talking about? Yeah. He, are, he already decommitted from this class. So anything can happen, but this is another big-time commitment. Yeah, the thinking is, too, that maybe the George Washington III decommitment was because Buckeyes felt very strongly about this commitment happening with Tayson Chapman, and they were kind of letting George Washington III know, like, hey— just so you're aware, if you come here, this dude's coming too, we think. And if you're not ready to compete, I can't. All those promises we made about, like, we see a pathway for you to start pretty early. Yeah. This guy coming in, he's he's going to have a similar pathway. So you two may find yourself at odds there. Maybe this isn't what you want to do. That could be what happened. I have no inside info on that. I'm just speculating. But it, it seems interesting that that decommitment happened the same weekend or thereabouts that Tayson Chapman took his official visit, and then not long after, he's now committed. Also, of all the names for me to forget, and I forget quite a few, George Washington shouldn't be one that I forget. (laughs) Pretty easy one to remember, I I agree. Nebraska, who are they going after to be their next head coach? Bruce Feldman had this tweet. He says, 10 days into Nebraska's coaching search, sources tell us that Lance Leopold, Matt Campbell, and Bill O'Brien are high on the Huskers list as NU's process begins to unfold. Lance Leopold was at Buffalo, elevated the program there. Now he's at Kansas. Since he's been at Kansas, he's gone 5-10. and 10. Matt Campbell at Iowa State... 
lot of people were hot and heavy on him for a couple years. Now that seems to have died out. Bill O'Brien, of course, was the head coach at Penn State, went to the NFL, was not successful. Now he's being rehabilitated by Nick Saban, as they all do. All these names, these three names make sense for that type of program. What was the line, though, from Lance Leopold? He said, we didn't move to Kansas to leave or yeah, something. Yeah, we didn't come to Kansas to move or something okay, like whatever. that. And it's like, well, number one, if Nebraska can't pry out the guy who's coaching to a currently 5-10 and 10 record at Kansas, although I get... Lance Leopold seems like he's doing some good things there and turning that program around. All right, it's still Kansas football. What are we doing? Well, I know. I'm just saying, if you can't get that guy to leave to come to Nebraska, if that's your number one guy, that's a problem. Um, Bill O'Brien's an interesting thought just because he knows how to win the Big Ten. He understands that principle. He understands what it's like to recruit to a place. Look, Happy Valley has a lot of pedigree when it comes to playing football. It is not the greatest place to go stay if you're going to go to college, right? I know it's called Happy Valley, but it's not exactly close to a lot of things. It is a place that does kind of take a little while to get there. It's it's similar in that way to Nebraska in the sense that they have a long-held football tradition, not maybe as good as they used to be, still important to a lot of people there. Meanwhile, you got to convince players that want to come there, hey, you're not going to be near like a major airport right out of the gate. So those are things that I think would work well for Bill O'Brien if he were to go and take that job that might be interesting and bill o'brien has a spectacular butt chin common man and t-bones the rundown the rundown sponsored by mobile center part of the 5g t-mobile network we should do that one day greatest butt chins of all time yeah there's a Huey lot of Lewis, them in sports mm-hmm. chevy chase yeah he's got a good one bill o'brien with the butt chin who else has got a like, butt chin did ditka have one of those am i wrong no ditka didn't have a butt no. chin I haven't seen as much dick in my life. No, no butt chin. For We're him. saying butt chin. Are we saying the chin is big with a no, no, clear no, the, line? The, the, the dimple. The dimple's yeah, big. It yeah, doesn't matter how big, big the chin is. No, though. the chin doesn't have to be huge. Okay. But all those guys you mentioned, I feel like, had big chins. Like, send, send in your uh, butt chins for me. Butt chins. The NFL is sending out a warning. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A disabled vehicle to watch out for 670 westbound at Route 315. It is blocking the left side. Please be careful as cars continue to build over here. You'll also find an accident down South High Street, south of Greenlawn Avenue. This accident does involve injuries. Caution is advised. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Your burrito prayers have been answered. Taco Bell's double steak grilled cheese burrito is back with that juicy steak smothered in nacho cheese with a free cheese blend that's grilled on top. And participate in U.S. Taco Bell stores for a limited time only. Hours and participation vary. Double the steak claim as compared to the steak quesadilla. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Come for the obesity, stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Right, I'm getting lot, lots of messages about celebrity butt chins. We missed a couple big ones. Okay, go ahead. I mean, John Travolta has a huge oh, butt chin. Oh, yes, of course. So there's him, um, Leanna's guy, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor? Ewan, Ewan. 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 Ewan McGregor. Uh, he's got a big butt chin. Yes, but he, you know what? He he should win because Ewan McGregor is fantastic always. My guy. Uh, are you familiar with Dan Hedaya? No. He was uh, Nick Tortelli on Cheers. Still, I mean, I, looks like I, an I maybe would have man. I maybe would have seen him he and has say a I recognize him. Butt chin. Okay. Uh, who else? Jeff Bezos has a butt chin. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Tom Brady has a butt chin. He does. What do we call like what's going on with his cheeks? Because that's also I don't know. It's not a butt we, chin. We call but those like a, we call those fillers. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say like that, or it's like they've been suctioned to the side of his face too. So it's weird. Who else has got a butt chin? Colin Firth has a butt chin. Doctor Phil. Oh, Doctor Phil. Johnny Resnick, my guy from the Goo Goo Dolls. The what? I'm sorry. The Goo Goo Dolls. Dolls. There you go. That's how you say dolls. it. Dolls. Not dolls. Goo Goo Dolls. Toby McGuire has a butt chin. Mm. Good. I'm glad butt chin radio is happening. I'm just saying we got a lot of suggestions for butt chins. I don't know if this next guy I'm about to mention has a butt chin, but um, we do know that this guy is a re- former, I mean, I believe a, a native-born son of Columbus, Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. That would be Guy Fieri, correct? Uh, he was born here. I don't That's know how much I'm, time he spent here. I say here. he's a native-born. Like his parents went to Ohio State. Okay. All Guy, right. Yeah. That's what he said you do- when he came you- right out of the nethers. Are you doing the Guy Fieri impression no, now sorry. on this I'm show? Go ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted to clarify. Columbus Library, the Columbus Public Library, they tweeted something out. They said, if we get every single resident of Columbus to get a library card this month, we will rename our main library Flavortown HQ. Guy Fieri saw this, retweeted it, and said, let's make it happen, Columbus. I'm sorry. All right, let's make it happen, Columbus. Yeah. Donkey sauce, Flavortown. So there you go. I say, let's make this happen. Now, that's a lot of people. Every resident in all of Columbus, every resident, that's that's a million plus people. Now, right? I am not technically a Columbus resident, but I would not get one just to prevent this from happening. Why? I don't, Why wouldn't you want to jump in I and help this happen? No, I don't want to make it happen. It's Flavortown HQ calling the library. Flavortown HQ sounds like a great idea. No, you name you hate Guy. Why do you want to name something after Guy? You know what? I've softened on Guy Fieri. Why have you softened on him? Because of this. Number one, you and him are now best buddies. No, ever we're since not you best both, buddies. Well, he's the second most I, famous person to come to Loops, is what I heard. I was on. You're his, the first most famous. I was on his show, but the only reason why I was on the show is because they told me I wouldn't have to meet him. And he wasn't there the day that I was filming on that show. All right. Here's what I have figured out about Guy Fieri. Most of the things that I dislike about him, like his facial hair and how he has never met like anything wrong with any restaurant he goes to on his show. Are those bad things or are they just annoying things? Right? Like his facial hair is annoying. Why can't not, we hate annoying? We, we, it's annoying to me. It's not hurting anybody. No, though. it's hurting. It's hurting society. It's not hurting anyone. Yeah, it's hurting me. It's not hurting when it's hurting he goes my soul. in. He goes into like a mom and pop restaurant where they're probably in some cases trying their best to keep the lights on and the doors open. And he comes in and is like, all right, what'd you make? I don't care. It's great. Woo. And then he leaves and then they do like great business for a couple years afterwards. That's not bad. Yeah, sure, some of his restaurants are a little over the top, but people seem to like him. I'm saying, maybe I need to soften a little bit on Guy Fieri. Maybe a little bit. But now he, he, he I wants... I what you're trying to do He loves here, Columbus. Right? Uh, I'm, I'm just glad he's part of Columbus here. Okay. It's fine. I'm just saying... Okay, bigger, let's, let's go. Bigger things we could fight in this world, Mike, than Guy Fieri being a little douchey. That's all I'm saying. He, I'm not saying he can't live. Okay. I am saying I don't think we should name the library after him. I do. Essentially. If he helps get every person in Columbus to register to read books, 
Wouldn't that be it's a good thing? Reading books. Get, well, okay. get out of here. You get a library card. You're going to, well, I got this library card. I should probably go get a book. And you go read a book. That can't be bad. It is bad. Want to know why? Why? Because every single book in the library has flecks of someone else's poo on it. <laughs> All right. Just because you don't like libraries. Single, but no, th- that is a fact. Every book in the library has been with somebody else on the toilet. Yeah, but I mean, enjoy. Yes, but also, like, I I never like those studies where they're like, oh, did you know that if you touch a book from the library, it's got poo on it? And it's like, yeah, you know what else probably has poo on it? Your toothbrush, your your comb, everything that's in your bathroom. Fine, it's my poo. My it's my point, family's poo. My point is, if you knew, Some they don't do a poo. study of like, yeah, at your office coffee pot. You know how many flecks of poo are on that? They don't do that. Yeah, I don't touch that be, either. Because they know if I they actually, on it. if they actually told you how much poo is in the world all over the place, you'd never go anywhere. That's fine. But you, see, you, you know, you know that. You That's why doing, you don't go you anywhere. You are doing the live golf analogy. Everybody kills, everybody murders. No, sometimes we have to draw a line. All right. I don't think we draw the line at the library. I the am. library's doing I'm good. I'm drawing a line at the library. That's fine And for all you. the uppity people with their poo books. Uppity people? You yeah. go to the library. It's to help you not have to. Oh, yeah. Must be nice to be able to buy every book in the world and have it at your house. I'm saying if you can't afford that, library's great. Library's great. Let's get everybody a library card. Name it after Guy Fieri. That's right. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Better than I not having libraries. Pain in the ass. I, why do you hate libraries? You'll, you'll sit here and you'll be like, hey, Tim Tebow gave money to charity. I'm going to find a problem with it. But winner, winner, chicken dinner guy wants to get a library named after him. I got to tell you. And you're stumping for him. I saw a story today that made me soften even a little bit on Tebow. I'm st- Maybe I'm just getting softer. I hit 40 a few weeks ago. Maybe now I'm just getting soft on all these guys. Yeah, but- I wish the ground was soft so I could drop you in it right now. I don't think, you know what? Tebow did some good. I saw the good that he's doing. I, I respect what he's trying to do out there. Mm-hmm. Did you see this story? Yeah, I saw it. We want to talk about it? If you want, go All ahead. Right. Heisman Trophy. He, t- he takes out his Heisman Trophy and donates it or loans it out to people who bid on it every year. and All the money goes to charity. I, I want to find I want to find a crease or a crack or a crevice or something to say, ah, but, ah. Instead, Luke Bryan, who's a big Georgia fan, paid a bunch of money to him, or to a charity, I should say, and then he gets to have the Heisman, and he uses it for like a hat rack. That's fine. My point is, he's been doing this stuff for 10 years. I know. And you'll always find something wrong with it. Well, I haven't yet. I haven't found anything wrong with this. This is a good thing. I don't like this new T-bone. I think I need to put a new new, uh, host in the hat. Pull somebody out who's a little bit more bitter. I take five seconds to say Guy Fieri did a good thing with the library and Tim Tebow, not as bad as I initially thought. And now these I got to be two, replaced. These are two of your ultimate villains. You're you're tossing this aside like it's no big deal. You have hated these people for a decade. Did I and hate, now in one segment. Did I hate Guy Fieri? Yes. Yes. I did the impressions of oh, him. You're like my mother with the I didn't know you didn't like coconut. I don't remember hating him that much. I remember just doing the impressions and thinking he was kind of douchey. Do you not like coconut? We have this discussion every six months. And she puts it in everything? Maybe you should have Did Guy Fieri. Do I Fietti. not like Guy Fieri? Maybe Guy Fieri should come over and cook for you. Maybe have she'd make better food. Have we not been mocking him for the pa- Oh, I'm we sorry. We mocked Paul Harvey. I love Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey's a radio Rimmer. legend. I love Rimmer. We mock Rimmer all no, the time. you don't love Rimmer. You hate him. Well, I do hate him. But I was just Name trying to make- after Rimmer. 
Well, I to, love poo books. You'd have to live here for like a day when the jackets aren't playing hockey. Flex of poo. Then we can name something. I after can't live in the winter. Guy Fieri. I is, mean, in the summer. Guy Fieri has lived in Columbus longer than Jeff River. Come on. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, what did I? I don't care what I tease. What's the difference? The NFL is sending out a warning. I promise we'll do it next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on 670 Westbound at Route 315. Still working to get this one clear from the roadway, and you'll find a crash on South High Street, South of Greenlawn Avenue. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful over here. About a 10-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's. Wendy's new homestyle French toast sticks are so good, some are saying they're better than their mom's French toast. Perfectly crispy on the outside, perfectly fluffy on the inside, perfectly perfect in every way. Try Wendy's new homestyle French toast sticks today and see if they're better than your mom's. I'll be in a ray with fan traffic. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Wednesday. Big night tonight here on The Fan. Buckeye Show's coming up at 6. Two big hours. Then it's the 11 Warriors Radio Hour at 8. More Buckeye conversation. The season premiere of the Inside Edge. Talking Jackets. They opened up camp today. That's at 9. 10 o'clock tonight, it's the Kevin Stefanski Show. And then after that perverted mm-hmm. and it is all about role-playing as the brown secondary where everything gets by you everything anything goes that's what you're doing on perverted tonight it'll well, be a lot of fun you gotta, you gotta do what do you gotta do you gotta cover the backside mm-hmm. on perverted. that's right well i i mean actually i think what act what really happened there was they left the back door open mm-hmm. so right um wild card wednesday Max said, my guys, Halloween is around the corner and it's many people's favorite holiday. What is your favorite holiday and do you have a favorite t- tradition you do for that holiday? I, I love Christmas. I'm a Christmas guy. I, li- I like the decorations. I like the merriment. Not with other people, but with right the, the two other people that live in my house. Yeah, you don't want to go to like a office holiday no, no, party. No, no, no. Nothing none like that. that right? None of that. Uh, last couple years, I have... Uh, Dressed up like the big guy. Yes, I've heard so I've, that. I've done that. I don't think I can get away with that this year with my daughter, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad, but last couple of years, she's really enjoyed it. And I have to maybe hire like an Uncle T-Bone to come over with a little ho, ho, ho and some, I got a white beard going already, so we could start that if you want. You have lost weight. I don't know if you can fit into my suit. No, that's okay. I, I, need, to, I, I need to stay rotund enough to play Santa at some point. That's what I would like to do. Like when I'm when I'm sixty, I I can picture you as a retired guy, yeah, being Santa. But I can see you getting really dedicated to it and growing the the beard out so you have it all year. Oh yeah, I, I could I would absolutely do that, and I would even lean into it if people thought I looked like. No, I don't know. You have to look like him. I'm not going to go out of my way to try, but I might grow the beard just to see what happens. If people started saying you look like Santa Claus, I might uh, you know wear some. Some red and green in my summer attire. You're on your way. I can see that. I think this yeah. is a whole new career for you. I would do it. Like for you know, you're on vacation and your kids are like, Dad, it looks like Santa Claus, but it's July. I'd be like, oh, ho, ho, what are you doing, son? You know, like being good on vacation, are you? Like, I I don't know if that's the voice you want. I got to work on that. That's a little, a little too creepy. Santa I think. has to be a little bit more soft spoken. You're right. Yeah, got it. Well, you've got because you scare the kids. Yeah, you don't want to be too jovial yeah. and too over the if top. You're too like, ho, ho, it scares the kids. Yes, they don't like right. that. 
You got to you and and you always have to have some Werther's originals. I feel like if you're going to play off season Santa, I don't know. Maybe back in the day. At this point, keep no. your hands out of your pockets when you're talking to kids. <laughs> Don't reach in no, your no, pocket no. for anything. I would anything. have a magical... I've got a candy for you. My oh, elf gave me a magical bag of sealed candies. Oh, okay. Mom and dad can approve of this right. before I hand it to you. The magical Santa elves even has a metal detector to put this bag of Werther's Originals through to tell you there's no razor blades. As you will see through my background check, which I have submitted to your parents, I am allowed to give you candy. I'm also wearing titanium underwear. <laughs> So there's no risk of anything touching. All right. Uh, I will actually say, though, I, I have a Hall- or a not a Halloween. I have a uh, I have a Christmas tradition, and that is usually we're we're last minute wrappers of things. Uh, and so I often am up late at night on Christmas Eve, finishing up our preparations, shall we say? Oh, OK. And I usually catch accidentally. But now I kind of look forward to it. The Midnight Mass that they put on, they broadcast from the Vatican. Mm-hmm. It's obviously taken place already, but they show it at midnight here. I will flip that on. Not super religious, but I will flip that on and just enjoy the kind of pageantry a little bit. Yes, that's, it's an event. And I get it. Usually by that point, I'm done. So I And I've also watched It's a Wonderful Life that night because usually that's been on. I got emotional watching that. Then the news was on, and then they go right into the ceremony. And by that point, I'm like three bourbons in. So I'm just, I'm enjoying it at that point. So that's very interesting because Santa does not rap at our house. Oh? There's no rapping. Oh, the presents just arrived. Yeah. That's a good note to give mom, Santa. Mom and dad rap. Okay. You know, oh, presents, but, but presents Santa's from presents. us. Yes. No, Santa's presents are just left by the chimney that's good i need to leave a note for santa this year to remind him yeah no need to wrap this nope, year santa doesn't wrap give me the uh common man treatment over at this house i thought you meant like rap like in singing rap that's, that's what right. i thought that's santa, exactly right santa's that's not we rapping t-bones Sorry. up late on christmas eve going through his public enemy catalog <laughs> yes. right. this is exactly what we do two live crew in the house love it all right the nfl is sending out a warning they have told bruce arians to watch his sideline behavior he made a fool of himself this past weekend look it's not the fact that he's on the sideline well yes it is i take that back if i were him and i just stepped away as the head coach of this team and i've said publicly that i have have faith in todd bowles my guy to be the coach of this team i'm not going to get in his way i'm not going to be on the sidelines because i've coached most of these guys i don't want to be a distraction i'm going to let todd bowles do his thing that doesn't mean i can't be at practice doesn't mean i can't travel to the games i'll be up in a booth someplace but i'm not going to be on the sidelines stealing his thunder but if you're going to do that you stay off of that white line. You don't act like a fool yelling at the opposing players. You are there in an official capacity. You're not a coach on the field. No, I I don't understand why. I mean, it shouldn't be allowed. It's obviously not being allowed. But just if you truly want the best for your organization, why are you doing this? That's not the best thing for your organization. It's not like I know these guys aren't children. They're not going to be confused. But it is. It's annoying, right? Like. The guy who said, I'm no longer a part of this team, either because he wanted to or because he was told to because Tom Brady wanted to come back and maybe they didn't want to work together or whatever. Know, a part-time coach and a part-time quarterback now in Tampa Bay. Right. In, 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 most, in both cases, it's almost like, can you one of you just pick out what you want to do? If you want to be the coach, then don't step away. And if you want to be the quarterback, 
then be the quarterback. But if you're taking off every Wednesday, you're going to troll on the sidelines, be like, no, I'm here, but I'm not here. I'm just, I'm just hanging out. Like, all right, fine. You can do that. It's all sending mixed messages. And I could see why some guys on the team may look around and say, eh, it's not, that's not great. Well, you know, and I'm not trying to be a smart aleck with this question. I honestly want to know. You know, Tom Brady's taken every Wednesday off during the season. But a week like this, Mike Evans has been suspended. That's his guy, right? Yeah. He's been suspended. He's not going to play this week. You have brought in Cole Beasley. You have no relationship with him whatsoever. He's at practice for the first time this week. Are you working today? Or are you still taking the day off, Tom Brady? Yeah. I honestly want to know the answer. Well, the biggest problem I would have is if I'm a player on that team, and I know the answer already would be, he's Tom Brady, he can do what he wants, and I know that's true. But if I'm a player on that team, I would say, yes, but I wasn't there for all those championships he won in New England. Maybe some of the players on this team were not there for the championship they won in Tampa. Maybe they're saying, I'd like to win one now. I don't buy into I'm that. here. I'm saying a lot of those players probably I, look I, at right. it and say, no, man, that's, I'm not allowed. I have family issues too. I have things he going on in my do life. He wants. So yeah. he can retire. Right. I'm, I'm saying, a, I could see other players saying, man, I'm here and I, my family has stuff they'd that's like right. me to be a part of, but I give that up to do if, this. If you make the decision to come back and play, then you're all in. And if you're not willing to be all in, then retire. Absolutely right. There's a lot of guys out there that have retired and say, you know, physically, I think I can still play. Mentally, I'm just not there. I can't get up for this every single week. And if you can't do that, then it's the best thing for your teammates for you to walk away. Yeah, totally agreed. Well, we'll see what he does. I mean, we'll see if this changes at all. I am curious to find out. I wonder if anybody has asked that question today in the media, but maybe we'll find out tomorrow. Now, they are 2-0, and right? But I think this is a 2-0 and team headed for disaster. We shall see. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on the left side of 670 Westbound at Route 315. Still working to get this one clear. Please use caution over here. And an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of South High Street south of Greenlawn Avenue, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. This traffic report is sponsored by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. Talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. And the NRA with fan traffic. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys, Bone Man. Happy middle of the week. How we doing? Uh, great. You had some very big news that you wanted to share with me today. Share it with the people. Oh, the, you're calling this my big well, news? You, you have you said that you have found the greatest public restroom. In central Ohio, and I think you have to share this with yeah, people. Yeah, you know what? It, it is pretty big, and I, I can't give the exact address because you just you just got to find it for yourself. You know, well, there's what a, the hell is this? There's a cluster of <laughs> doctors' offices, so there's probably you know six to eight practices in there between maybe an ophthalmologist, a dentistry, psychologists, all sort of things, therapists, whatnot. So I need all of those things. If you if you find your way. And it's in the North High Street 270 region, all right? All so right. we're getting warm. You can kind of draw a circle over the map, and then if you got an insurance provider that sends you to one of those places, it'll just be a huge surprise to you if you wind up strolling into the bathroom that I just posted a picture of on my social media account. This is as rare of a find 
as you will ever catch when you walked in America. In, did you hear like angels singing to yes. you? Yes. Costanza would be proud. So I walk in to this public restroom on the second floor of these doctor's offices. And I'm talking granite countertops on the sink. Mm. I'm talking, you know, a nice beige tile on the floor and tile on the walls as well. So you've got like the splash proof there. And they're burying the lead. No, I'm got to save the best for last. Right. That's how you do it. Kicker. A stall with real walls and a door that locks and hinges that goes all the way to the floor. And it's a rich mahogany. Mahogany. I mean, heavy wood that this door has. Mm. I didn't have to go, but I wanted to. You wanted to take (laughs) a crap. I wanted to. Did you just go in the bathroom to look at it and then leave? Well, I, I went in there and I saw it and it just you said you didn't. Oh, you didn't have to use me a, away. You didn't have to use a stall is what you're saying. No, you were just, but I you just, were doing a, a numero uno. I was impressed. I was impressed. How was the cleanliness factor? Oh. Was it immaculate? <laughs> we don't, I mean, we can't even compare. Like, what's going on in our bathrooms here? No, oh, can't no even come on. I mean, there, there's there's the raw a certain, sewage seeps out every so often. Yeah. There is a certain restaurant. Uh, that makes sandwiches. They have this little thing. I guess it's supposed to instill confidence in us that they check the bathrooms on a regular basis. Little checklist right by the the bathroom entrance. I love it. So for the, all to see the employees initial the time that they've checked the bathroom. In theory, this is wonderful as long as you don't just walk in, say, "Yep, still a disaster," and sign your name, because this particular bathroom was. Filthy, disgusting. And I looked at the clipboard thinking, have they neglected this today? Nope, still mm. still signatures there. So they apparently went in there, said, hmm, smells like diarrhea. Everything's all over the walls. <laughs> Things are overflowing. Oh. I'm going to sign my name. The only, the only knock on this one is it was a smallish bathroom, but there's nobody in there because there's not a lot of people milling around. So it's kind of private, secluded. There's not a lot of you know public activity going on in there. And just... The whole way, that the, the whole building, just beautiful. I mean, I wanted to stay in that building. Bone, I thought that some of the practices on the ground floor were coffee shops. That's how nice it looked. Wow. I, th- I was about to walk into a dentist's office and say, yeah, I'd, I'd like a 20-ounce cappuccino, please. That's what it looked like. They put one of those little suction things in your mouth and get your <laughs> mouth all dry. Here you it's go. Good. Yeah, here's Mr. Slurpee. I do have, I will tell you, the. I don't know, if, do you consider a hotel's lobby bathroom, like the one that anyone could go into, do you consider that a public yeah, bathroom? Yeah, that's public. Okay. Then I will give you a tip. Tip? If you are ever in downtown Cleveland and you find yourself needing a restroom near the convention center, Hilton, the Cleveland downtown Hilton. We stayed there once. Must be nice. And as things happen in my intestines, I had to, you Thank know, you. Yeah. give a little number two. Yeah. And as a courtesy to the whole family, because you're in a hotel room, I didn't want to stink. I knew this was going to be bad. So I'm like, I'm going to go down to the room. I'm going to go down to the Look public restaurant. Dad, dad of the year. That's why I, that's, <laughs> that is good. The other, it's a nice excuse to get out of the chaos for five, ten minutes. So anyway, I'm going to take go, a walk. I went down there, though, and it was a similar thing. That picture that you... Put reminded me of it. Uh, they had floor to ceiling doors oh, of a nice. I don't know if it's mahogany, but some kind of wood that Heavy was wood. very solid. Maybe an oak. The door latched beautifully, and it was tile everywhere. 
huge. I mean, and 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 like twelve sinks. Like you were. I don't even think they had twelve bath stalls. Like you know, urinals and bathroom stalls. Twelve sinks. Yeah. You just showered right in the sink. I did because you could. I, I actually didn't go back to the room. I stayed in the bathroom the rest of the time on this trip. I would say, you know, as far as a department store goes, like these are places that would be everywhere. You could catch one. I've always been a fan of the Coles bathrooms. Very nice. Hit and miss. Hit and miss. Depends on which Coles hit for you're me. At. Mostly hit. I've been in a few that smell like the monkey house. Uh, I've you, been. I've been to. A, a, I've been to a good Target bathroom here and there. Target's okay. I mean, Target, got, I've had some good. I experience. actually had an experience. They have the solo ones in the many front years too. ago in a Coles fitting room where someone had dropped a deuce <laughs> in the fitting room. Oh, no. I walked in there. And it was just there. And it was there on the carpet. Oh, no. Did you say anything? No. He just went ahead and tried his clothes <laughs> on and <laughs> stood around it. And you drop the little pins when you take them out of the shirt collar. You drop them in that. They stay right where they are. Oh, it's nice God. and safe. That's yeah. like the police tape. Yeah. Is the little pins from the dress shirts. Well, it's coming That's up right. on the Buckeye show tonight. Oh, me and Tyvis getting you guys ready for Wisconsin week once more. We'll listen to some comments from CJ Stroud. Also from Jim Knowles in the second hour. And a couple of guests, our guy Dave Holmes from 10 TV in the six o'clock hour and Ron Stokes will help get us ready oh my for guy. basketball season All right. next uh, in the 7 o'clock hour. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, I don't know if you'll believe these numbers, but HBO is telling us the uh, numbers for House of the Dragon, the prequel to Game of Thrones, doing pretty good business they are saying that season one of house of the dragon is averaging now through five episodes 29 million viewers per episode let them live they are also now this is down and that's why these numbers seem believable down from the final episodes and season of game of thrones game of thrones averaged more than 44 million viewers per episode wow. for its eighth and final season wow. in 2019. And that, that's but worldwide, I would assume. I would guess so. I, I It has to be, right? It's, it's got to be. Yeah. They've um, got some either, fans overseas, for sure, Yeah, of that show. But they are saying that that is, uh, yes, much more significant than even most people inside the industry were thinking. 29 million viewers per episode for the prequels. All right, Buckeye Show's coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier vehicle fire still blocking the right shoulder of 670 westbound before in Leonard Avenue. Plan on some heavy slowdowns as things continue to clear. About a 10 to 15 minute backup in the meantime. Most driving report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Recycle your old technology free during Staples Free Tech Take Back. Items like old modems, mice, and mobile phones, or cables, calculators, and camcorders. Staples Rewards members get $5 back in rewards. Exclusions apply. Limit one reward per month. Visit staples.com slash recycling. Recycle at Staples. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. From the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The fan.